0: Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: The
2: world's original podcast.
0: Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered.
2: Patriots
1: Unfiltered. What's the best, is that the best
3: concert you ever saw? I saw B-52s and... Uh, a little club oh. before they were big. Rock that was awesome. And I was sitting on the floor just in front of them just, and this woman just literally sat on my head. She thought I was a I'm chair. I'm sorry, what? after the concert? Or? Yeah. <laughs> She was so, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I don't know what, what she was on. And I'm taking a right turn onto another one-way street, and I hit a curb and blew out my tire, dented my door, the trim comes off. And they're going to come out and be like, yeah,
4: the connector gazoin's broken. It's going to be $4,000. <laughs> like,
3: I don't even know what that is, but here's my $4,000. It's I'm like gonna... back in the day, your horse gets sick, <laughs> you shoot it, and get another horse. I feel for uh, Joe Mozzarella, but... Um, you know, that's that's. I, I've been in the middle of my sensitivity training. I'm not. I'm not sure that's okay. Okay, Joe Mazuza, um, <laughs> Joe Azuzu. I had to write in with my take on Eric. I started listening to the <laughs> podcast when Eric was away in Africa. While he was gone, Andy was always saying that he hoped Eric would get eaten by a lion. I couldn't believe how mean that was. But then Eric came back, and I understood right away why Andy wanted him dead.
0: This is Patriots Unfiltered.
2: Fueled by Duncan. Patriots Unfiltered.
3: All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium, and we're recovering from Taylor Swift. I mean, like, the chatter in the office yesterday was remarkable. I mean, just, you know, women talking about the moment that they just, you know, you know, became a puddle during the <laughs> concert and, you know, <laughs> well, it was just Saturday night. Literally. It was, yeah. There was, literally. there were a lot of puddles. Yeah. So we're we're getting through that. But uh, we're back to OTAs and the Patriots and uh, getting ready for some football. NFL w- rules. We're,
5: yeah. yeah we're, some we're, rules. We'll talk about updates.
3: that. Yeah. one I need clarification on um, is the touchback rule. Like what, what, what's off. going on now? If you you yeah. can fair catch a kickoff in bounds? Yeah.
6: I'm not sure Evan's mic is on. Yeah.
4: It. So if you're in the end zone or you're inside the 25 and you choose to fair catch it on a right. kickoff, you'll get the ball at the 25. So, you know, if you're at the 10 yard line as a kickoff returner, and, you know.
3: How do we feel uh, about that?
1: I'm Indifferent. <laughs> it's, it's
6: College went to it, I think, in 2018. Um, and, you know, Evan said it off air. We were talking about it upstairs, and I, I couldn't agree more. It's. It hasn't really affected the way I watch the game in any way, shape, or form. Like you just get used to it. Oh wait, wait, he's he's fair catching it on the eight yard line. Oh no, that's right. That's the new rule. Right. I think they're trying to their best to eliminate those collisions.
3: Why don't they just eliminate the kickoff? It's that if that's what they want to do. It,
4: it does huh. seem like they're heading in that direction. I just, I mean, I'm just curious. How does the kickoff return make a decision like that? You know, whether or not. While the ball's in the air, how do you how do you know? Is it just strictly the game situation? Like, look, we just we need a return here, and I have to try to make a play. Otherwise, you pretty much just kind of take the fair catch, right? Like, yeah. How do you know? How can you tell when the ball's in the air if? We have a favorable I blocking there situation. We go. Hey, he's back. He's hey. Yeah, I
6: just think if it's one of those, if it's if it's a high kick in any way, it's like a punt. Uh, no, uh, I'm going to yeah. steal all of Evan's lines yeah, from, <laughs> from off air. Go ahead, Evan. You can <laughs> No, that, now that your you mic, your mic it, is you working. I, I'm not the first one to say
7: any of these things. Yeah, it's like a punt, I yeah. assume. like If you see that the coverage is coming down and you're probably not going to get much of anything, then you you fair catch it and get it at the 25. i, I for the patriots i think it's it's really interesting about just the whole legend, you know investing so much into special teams especially this offseason they've gone all in on on personnel changes on special teams and you you wonder if some of these coverage guys like how how much more of their job is getting taken away and i think that's why there's a lot of pushback within the league by special teams coaches and special teams players is because well you're you're taking away a, a play that's an impact play for for us in this phase at what point are we just not going to have special teams and we're just going to be kicking field goals and extra points and that's it and i think that that's why a lot of them are against it was because it, it takes another away another part of the game that, that's their part of the game yeah Yeah, that's their jobs right Uh,
6: and and listen i i I do think you know unfortunately the patriots found this out the hard way last year i mean kickoff returns still played a role in games so i i understand that they don't want to entirely do away with the kickoff but i mean I, i i guess that they're somehow trying to portray it's about player safety while implementing other rule changes about flexing Thursday night games and
3: allowing teams to play multiple times on short rest. That's a good point. I mean, this whole third, like, I get, okay, so they're going to require 28 days notice, which is reasonable. But still, it's hard. If you've made plane reservations and booked a hotel, you know, you have to undo, you know, whatever. For fans, it's 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 it's
6: ridiculous, but they've never cared about it. Yeah, even with
3: 28 days. But to me, the Thursday night game says we don't respect what it takes to play football. And in my opinion, you, you have to have a week between games. Yeah. You can't have a short week in to play tackle football. It's just it doesn't respect the game. It doesn't respect what it takes to play the game. And it doesn't respect the players. And, and that's the bottom line. Yeah, with I, Thursday night football. I'm sorry.
4: I think that's all reasonable about, you know, if you want to have the talk about should they even have Thursday night football. But, I mean, for me, for this rule, I I, I like it. I just – I mean, it's the end of the season. It's when the games count when you really well, want Well, you can't good complain about Thursday
3: night doesn't get any good, good games right, and then, right. oh, they can't flex. But you, you shouldn't have Thursday night games. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. That's the bigger point.
4: I just thought everybody was so quick to complain before the 28-day rule was kind of – clear. it was clarified and – I think it was um, the the owner of the Raiders, Mark Davis, saying, like, oh, you know, people are going to be coming in from L.A. and and San Diego, and then all of a sudden they're going to, like, that's not how it's going to work. You'll have time, and I understand the point you made, Fred, of people make plans, flights, hotels, those things have to be like that
6: to me as a fan, and, and, you know, I'm far removed from those days, but I did that. Before I started working here, I used to go to a road game every year, and absolutely a, a Vegas game would have been on my docket. Like, if that's a Sunday game, and I'm I, I mean, I have my flight. Book. I'm not, you know, necessarily going for the whole week, right? So even if it's a month before now, I have to change well, it's a my first arrangements. Day in I need Vegas. to.
4: Who gives, you I don't, don't want to do that. But, no, and no, even no, if, but
6: if, if if that's my plan, Mike, then that's fine. If I'm already there, but I'm talking about flying in on a Friday right. or a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Now I have to take extra days off of work. Yeah, I mean, you know, a like, lot I, of
7: people plan these things out, and I know reporters plan out yeah. their their trips when they get that schedule. They all go and and start booking flights and things like that for the road games. And now you you do you have these. It's
6: it's it's yeah. The twenty eight days weird. thing doesn't do really any good at all for fans. For now that, for know. for the players, that gives them a little time. At least you know it's coming. I understand. I think that was a concession for the players. I don't do you know. think I, that there's any juice, though, for the players of now that this game is going to be you know, supposedly
4: more of a marquee matchup? We're trying to make these to be big games down the stretch. Like, you know, I, I know guys talk about, hey, we're playing on Monday Night Football. It's a big deal. Short rest. You've been in the locker room,
6: Mike, right, for yeah. four or five years now. When was the last time you heard anything positive <laughs> about a Thursday night
3: game from no, a player? But, yeah. but, but it, it, it gets even more complicated because isn't there a rule that after Thursday night game you have to have that bye? So now, if all no. of a sudden,
6: no, I don't think
4: no. you
3: have to have mini buy I mean, well, yeah, you don't yes. play Thursday, Sunday, right? But now, if you're, you know, it, it can really screw up a schedule. Now, if all of a sudden you didn't have that Thursday game, now you you put the Thursday game in. I guess you just you just move it you're from still the still Sunday. The same. Yeah, yeah, it's the same. Yeah, but I don't know. It's you a short week that you recommend. didn't think you were going to have. I don't know. Right. I just don't it's, like it, it. It
6: doesn't like to me for the four what is it four or five weeks was it 13 yeah like 13 to the 17 so five weeks of better matchups on Thursday night to me is not worth all all the hassle
3: that goes along with it but I'm sure they'll make
6: more money but But it just tells tells me that that these
3: people that are thinking about Thursday night don't understand what it takes to play football what it does to your body it's not good to to have to play Sunday and then Thursday. and
4: now we have all the data from and you're maybe been do doing for you're gonna do this for a deck. Yeah, yeah, you you might have two a year now. So I mean, it's headed. I mean, this is the debate you should have been having originally when even to have Thursday games. now it's expanding and becoming more difficult. But I have to say if the end result is some better product, then you know you're getting two fourth place divisional teams in early December when there's a great game just sitting there on Sunday that that you know not enough people are going to get to see then but I think Paul, you made a great point of it's just nothing can offset. How hard it is to get ready for a game that quick, no matter yeah. who you're playing or, or what kind of the, uh, what's at stake.
7: I, and I know the ratings do great all always, but I gotta admit, like I don't always watch Thursday night football. Well, it, I don't Amazon, unless it's unless it's a really really good you got game.
4: You're your all 22 view though. That, I, yeah, that, that does help. Be... <laughs>
7: but I don't always watch it because yeah, you, I agree. Yeah. You know, no, us, I don't either. And I think that's just us because we during the, you watch so much football, and it's like it, sometimes you just gotta get away from it at night and not be watching football in the middle of the week. But I I don't always watch it unless it's, it's really a good game or if it's a good game late and I'll I'll flip on the fourth quarter, you know, of the game. But I, the 28 day rule to me, uh, it seems a little bit weird too, because who's to say that the team's going to be, the same team in a month, like yeah. you, you know, we see so often that teams that yeah. uh, the bottom falls out from underneath, or somebody gets hurt, you know, a big player right. gets hurt. Aaron Rodgers
3: sprains his ankle, right? Oh. And now all of a sudden he's like not, he did today, right? <laughs>
7: yeah, and he's not playing. And, and you, but you flexed it, and you made all these concessions to flex it, and all this type of stuff. And then now uh, three weeks later, it turns out that that's not a good game. I mean, and that, so I, I think to
4: that point too, Evan, just to jump in, like. Patriots Steelers are two teams that would kind right. of like tread water enough that it's hard to like deflex that game. Right, you know, they're they're that kind of team.
6: Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should shut your mic off. <laughs> are you hearing them? I'm hearing them. Anyway, uh, I agree with 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 the, the sentiments and and I don't know why I tend to watch less Thursday night than even Monday. I don't watch the Monday night games all the time either. Um, There's obvious exceptions. When it's a matchup that specifically has something to do with the Patriots, then I'm going to watch it. You know, whether it's an opponent they're going to play the following week or AFC East game, uh, you know, or, you know, Kansas City. You know, someone that directly involves the Patriots, I'm going to watch it, whether it's Thursday, Sunday, whatever. But the Thursday night games I found last year, I watched the very first one because I wanted to see the, like, just the usability of Amazon and all that, um, and I would say the rest of the games, like so, whatever, fifteen more weeks, sixteen more weeks, I probably watched a combined ten plays. I I didn't, I just didn't really watch the games because yeah. what the, the problem they're trying to fix. I don't think the matchups were great, and I just felt like it was it's not good. worth the hassle of doing it. Yeah. Uh he, you know, going on the streaming platform. And
4: even when it's good teams, they're banged up. They're not I mean, they're just trying to survive
6: the yeah, games. Just know? just think about how many times like a guy gets banged up and you're like, Well you're gonna hold him out of the Thursday night game. You're not <laughs> yeah. So it's not it's it's bad matchups with backup players in a lot of a lot of cases. I just don't think it's worth the hassle. Yeah. But I know it makes money for them. A lot they of get money. They got all yeah. these, you know, these billions of dollars that, that Amazon is paying to put the games on. And they, we're, that's, we're that's just definitely in the minority. With I just, oh, yeah. We're definitely the minority. I just think yeah.
3: you need people making these decisions who respect the game. Maybe have played it at one time. It helps. But you don't have to have that. But at least understand what it takes to play football, you know, from a player's side, from the coaching side, from the trainer's side what it takes to get ready to play a football game. And I just think that's being lost by people that are just counting every penny that comes in. You know, new owners that, you know, are way over leveraged, you know, to buy these teams for billions of dollars and are looking, you know, to make their money back as soon as possible. It's just not right. It's just, And it makes sense that John Mara, who was with the Giants, you know, for, you know, years – was furious about this, you know, because he does get it. He's, he's in it because he loves football. He's not in it just for the money, you know? Well, I wonder
4: how, uh, New Raiders partial owner Tom Brady will feel about it. Talk about players getting involved. Oh, forget about Same how we feel. You know. How do we feel about uh, is that is that happening or yes, is that just still?
6: Much? Oh no, I think it was confirmed. Um, it's confirmed the interest, but is it going to happen? Yeah,
7: the, it, they're bringing it to vote. Like really? it, it got past the first, got past the, yeah. the house.
3: I, I now don't. It's I, to the I, I don't care for that. <laughs> I don't care for it. <laughs> I
4: don't <laughs> care for yeah. that. I, I wonder. How, I mean, I wonder how Raiders fans feel of, of you know the player involved in one of the most controversial plays in their history the is the player who's owned owners. them all his life owns them <laughs> <for> <laughs> that's real in now. their
7: facility in yeah. their in their practice facility yeah. is a picture of the tuck rule Wow! Yeah. and i'm uh, like is that there like, to like motivate yeah. people never like, forget why? you might get screwed because right that, like <laughs> that's a big
6: part of the the raiders mantra is that they're always getting screwed and i'll <laughs> I mean, guarantee that's yeah. why i don't know there. it's here's another it, example it's of like us putting, getting screwed. it's like
7: putting the strip <laughs> sack against the eagles in the patriot hall of fame right what
6: do we we're not gonna do that yeah it's um I'd be um, interested to see, and we all, I think, agree that we don't think Brady's ever going to do games for Fox. Yeah, doesn't seem like. But it. I, I, I didn't think at the time.
3: I thought, but there was but a I'd be interested to do do see, it. like,
6: yeah. how can and I I guess they've right. made a concession that they'll allow him to do it. Like, I don't understand how that works.
3: No, even no.
6: even a minority owner, partial, whatever no. it is, uh, you know, that a limited part, whatever he's going to officially be, he's a Raider, right? And I don't see how you can do that. I I mean, I understand this. A laundry list of former players that do these games, but they're still former,
3: and especially they're not currently now, being paid and by it, the team. And it used to be Fox would have the NFC games, so may, all right, so he's doing just NFC matchups, you know. And even that's but, not but the now it's know. you know Fox can have as many AFC games, and so every AFC game a affects point. his team. Yeah, you know, so like, I, I, I no, but I, I don't, don't
6: think it's going to be a big deal because I don't think he's ever going. I, to, to I do don't
3: to do games either. for Fox, but but, I, he's so but why does he want this? Why does he want to? Hmm. Be a a minority owner. You're not going to have any say. I think you're he not, just you know, wants to be
4: invested. I think he's still. I mean, I I think he's still searching for the juice after the game. He wants to invest himself. But is in that going to give it to him? I don't think like, so. Like but what if, be,
6: what if he's? I mean, I don't know. But, but what if he ultimately wants
3: to be the guy, the owner? Yeah. Well, you got to have a lot of money because you have to. Right, but you uh, have to ha- control 51 percent. Right. So, you know, that's a team
6: that that could happen to. Yeah. with the Raiders. That's Mark Davis doesn't have any kids.
3: That's a, like he's got to sell a lot of electrolytes
6: to have them. No, so, I understand so he's the money, but what if it ends Aces up? Too, what right? what yeah. if it works? What if he has a good, you know, he, he ends up forming a good partnership with Mark Davis, and then Mark Davis ends up saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to, when I'm gone, you're going to take this over. I, yeah. Isn't that kind of what Jordan did, Michael Jordan, with the in basketball? With the Hornets. Isn't that kind of how he got the team? I don't
3: know. I just kind of feel like they – I
6: mean, you know me. I, I don't always, like this at just all. Just enough to so get Vegas in trouble. That's
7: probably <laughs>
3: not right. I apologize ahead of time. Robert Kraft, if you're listening, you got to swoop <laughs> in and stop this and make him part of our team. Well, why but why wouldn't Robert Kraft be listening? He listens every day. Oh, sure. Every uh, day. Uh, I don't think be I don't wouldn't think, think, here to to I don't think you want him listening thing. every day. But, no, we've got to do something about this. I don't, but I don't, but know how I don't you're think this, stop this cannot is, stand. This is not <laughs> this cannot Vegas. stand. I don't think it's about like I, I don't think he
7: want. I, I think he wants the Vegas brand. Like I, I, I Vegas right now is they're talking. They're going to bring a baseball team there. The A's are going to Vegas. There's going to be an NBA team there eventually, and there's really no. There's no star in it's Vegas. Hot, it's a hot market. It's a hot market, <sighs> and there's no there's no guy in, in Vegas. I mean, I guess maybe like Devontae Adams, but like there's really no guy in Vegas. The hockey team's fantastic, but they don't have a Connor McDavid or like somebody like that who's one singular player. And I think he sees really a, 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 a business think opportunity.
6: Jonathan doesn't do it for you. But so like he's what's, a good player. Mean, so <laughs> Mark just, Mark like, Stone. That was the most random guy he I have come up player. with. So
3: you think the business opportunity is that he becomes the face of Vegas sports? I think
7: that he wants. He already owns partial part of the Aces. Now he's going to own part of the Raiders, and he's been in talks to bring an NBA team to Vegas. So I think that he's going to be. He, he might want to be.
4: Might There's just be Mr. Vegas, yeah, like mean, the
7: owner, you know, owning. Uh, Kind of owning a bunch of teams. Out I think there. that's just where the, spe- the
4: professional sports opportunities are right now. And right. It's, you know, with with getting the Golden Knights and now getting the Raiders, and I mean, it's it's where the opportunity is. I think more yeah. than him being like, I want to be Mr. Vegas, but it makes more sense to me just than ever seeing him be a commentator on, on TV. I don't think he was ever. I wasn't interested in that, but I, I think he had to get back into the game. I mean, he he tried to do it. In,
6: I mean, there was talk about Miami. So I know. I, I think it's something that he definitely wants to do. Yep. Yeah. And I, I kind of agree with Mike and, and Evan about Vegas being that opportunity.
7: Right. Because, like, here, he, it, the the team's not coming out of the craft name. You know, he's he's not he's obviously not getting it from, from Robert. He's not going to – and Jonathan's going to take over the team when it's time. It so. would never
6: be more than a novelty.
7: Right. Here. Right. 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 Someplace else, like Vegas. But how
4: strapped are the Raiders? I mean, is that – because I remember last year there was all that that's talk real. about how much money yeah. they don't have. Well, and a lot it's of so people think is, that's the only reason
6: that?
3: why Josh survived. Yeah. I mean I don't know if
6: there's any truth to that, but I know uh, that was a theory that was prominently
3: flawed. Well yeah, I do know that when, you know, they built that stadium, Mark Davis had very little control of what was going on. The league turned to other people to help him out. Like for example, Jerry Jones owns all the concessions there, like was Is that a big right? yeah. Was a big consultant. They in fact, you know little movie? inside baseball. The Patriots were almost got involved and helped to build that. We met and sat with the construction company and the architects and everything. And, you know, it was almost us that were going to be, like, the league consultants to build that stadium. How is he so cash-strapped? I mean, everybody in this league
4: is printing money.
3: He never had an any money. He just never had it. And never had it. He just had the team. Al, but they, never Al Davis never had the money, mm-hmm. you know? But it's at some that was, point the move to Vegas.
4: It should turn them around for him, though, right? Like, I mean, this was. A well, big yeah. New now he's now he's
3: getting now he's getting the revenue that every owner gets, but he doesn't have that side business, or I shouldn't uh, say side business, yeah. but he doesn't have that other business that is the real source. of the He doesn't have the, the paper company, I
6: see. right? That is true. I see. Like, yeah. they're just they're, they're, their business is football. That's it. Yeah. That That's was it.
3: Al, Al Davis was just a football coach. That's all it
6: was. Really,
4: and everybody else. How has did got that happen?
3: Yeah, that's How the old. Take that's of the, the old AFL. Are the Maris? funny things happen in the old AFL? Do the Maris know? have anything? I mean,
4: were they? Because I always associate them with just kind of being um, like the Giants. Yeah, the Maris
3: had some other
6: business. It was, it was like one of those things where yeah. they
4: bought the team for seven thousand dollars. Like well, 19, I, I do. Think well, the Roonies won <laughs> there in a the, poker the, game. The
6: Maris and the Roonies, I think, are a little bit different because yeah. they've been around for. Right. I mean, exactly. we're talking about since like the twenties. Yeah, well, you know, buying a team wasn't like in the You know, is that's
3: the Hallis family
6: in Chicago. They've been around forever.
3: Clark Hunt was oil. Yeah, absolutely. He actually had the team in Texas first, and that he moved him to Kansas City. Lamar, yeah, well, father, I mean Lamar Hunt, yeah, right. Yeah. It was his father, right? Yeah, or was his was his grandfather? No, it was a father. It, I don't know, but. Yeah, so it's like a bunch of them. I don't like any of them. But most of
6: these Plus owners. Plus the is now, they, yeah. they, they like own Hollywood. Yeah. Right? right? I mean, I know. but you
3: but know, the all these owners have a business. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know Packers are. I never thought of it a that different way. thing. It's interesting.
6: But, you know, yeah, pa- yeah. I didn't really think of it that way either. Freddie, you yeah. always learn yeah, he stuff. Brought it all. Brought it all home.
7: We have a lot of businesses. I remember in uh in a orientation, <laughs> they explained <laughs> the whole craft Group umbrella, and right. you got the paper company, and Kager, you got this, and yeah, Kager, and you got the. I mean, it was.
3: It was, it was kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, people just think of Robert Kraft football, but IFP is, like, the fifth biggest importer in the country. Right.
1: And how many people know that? Yeah. Like,
4: like, most people probably think he's, like, craft Foods, yeah. right? Everybody, like, I've gotten or, that before. Like, oh, craft like, mac and cheese, like, craft
3: Foods.
7: Yeah. Yeah, no, he has nothing no, to do with craft no, no, Foods. Nothing, nothing to, to do yeah. with yeah. craft I just remember after orientation, I went home, and the Petco box that we had delivered was made by...
3: Ran Whitney. By Ran Whitney. And I was like, hey, there you go. The yeah, yeah. And that's that. another of their companies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So, pearls. you know, Owl and, you know, of course, now Mark, they don't have that big revenue. You know, it's all what they get from football.
4: It's interesting to me because they've moved their team more than anybody, right? Like, I
3: mean, they're Oakland, or Threatland, or Oakland, yeah, Vegas. Yeah.
4: I mean, they've been all over the place. Just, I don't know. That doesn't all match up to me. It's interesting. but No, I
3: mean, if the league had its way. Decades ago, Al Davis would not have been the oh, Raiders sure. owner, you know?
4: They got to get a side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> like Mark Davis, you got to Vegas. Just go sell T-shirts. Vegas there, is uh, the side <laughs> hustle. I know. Well, there. well
3: that's the thing. That's you know, the now, you know, the, the beauty of Vegas is like with all the casinos, there's no problem, you know, filling those luxury boxes and of the signage yeah. and all that extra money that comes in from your corporate base. There's plenty of money to go around well, there. You,
4: you guys were there last year. What was the atmosphere like? I mean, did it feel like a, a significant portion of true Raider fans, or did it feel like there were a large portion of uh, people who were gambling on the strip and said, hey, let's go see a Raiders game? I, I
7: thought that there was a pretty good amount of Raiders fans at the regular season game we went to. I, I, We were at the Golden Knights game the night before, and that felt much more like this. You know, we, we were sitting next to the, it was a bachelor party that, like, they were doing that as, like, their – early yeah. night activity yeah. and like you know like there was a lot more of that going on but I, I thought that there was a decent amount of like home field advantage well uh,
3: for the Raiders I'm, when they first built this I remember they asked Mark Davis you know how are you going to feel about you know half the stadium being people just from the other team visiting he's like we understand that that's the way it's going to be for a while and we're okay with that you mm-hmm. know Yeah, as long as they're selling out <laughs> money's money. Well, right? It was Plus, loud at the more end. More importantly <laughs> to your point, you're selling
6: out the sweets and and, right. and all that stuff. That's where you're getting your income. That's where you make your money, right? I wonder what
4: a like a low price ticket. Like if you were day a game wanted to grab a ticket, I wonder how hard that would be to procure
6: procure a couple you know. chips. Procure. That's a good, good word procure. there. Mike. <laughs> procure Mike. To procure a
1: ticket. Yeah. So i like to procure a ticket. But you
3: know, this all gets back to like, you know, who's making the decisions on these things like Thursday night games and it's getting more and, way, more and more away from people who really just love football and understand the game.
4: I mean, it's just, do you think it's, I, I just, I think we all find ourselves, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I just, I struggle because it's such a violent game and it's something that I love about the game is the physicality of it and how hard of a game that it is and, and trying to balance doing as much as you can to reasonably prevent injuries, but also not eating into the the soul of the physicality of the game that I think, you know, is what drew so many to a, of us to this game originally. and. I think that's what everybody's afraid of is like, what point are you going to go beyond the pale? And it doesn't look like football anymore. It doesn't, you know, and I don't know if it's eliminating kickoffs. It, it probably would you'd get used to that pr- probably pretty quick. But they just yeah, sometimes I just wonder if there's too much. Like We're trying to change too much. Always like every year. There's seven new rules that have to be implemented to do X, Y and Z. And I, I, I just I, I don't know. I, I wonder if it's too much.
6: Yeah, And there is one other um, thing that has gotten a lot of the third quarterback thing. We haven't talked about that yet. Ernie. No, no. Great news, though. Great so, news. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is funny. Funny man. Um, but so MC they put they, they put the emergency <laughs> quarterback rule back into effect. So that wouldn't count as one of the roster spots on game day. But he would have to be on the 53
3: man roster like always. Right. But see, here's the thing, though. I like, correct me if I'm wrong. You can have him as the emergency quarterback, and it doesn't take away from your game day roster, but you can't just use him willy-nilly. You can only use him if your other two quarterbacks go down. Now, I I guess you could fake that, but, you know, you can't just—
6: But they can't go back in the game. right. Right. So you can fake it if you want to but if it doesn't go well you can't say oh well
3: right. that didn't work. <laughs> right. Better so it's not sure like, about fake. It's not like, you know, and I know this is what people are thinking. It's not like Malik Cunningham can go in and out of the game, oh, you know, but how great it would be uh, if he now, could.
6: You you would have to make him the second quarterback and designate, say, in this case, Bailey Zappi the, right, the right. third the quarterback in order to do that. Right. No. Which a lot of people d- don't just blame Alex. Alex no, is the only blame one. Alex. It's fine. No, you you can blame <laughs> Alex, but I, but Alex isn't the only one talking about this. A lot yeah. of other people are talking about it too. Yeah. I find it awfully hard to believe that they would go into a game with Malik Cunningham as the no. number two quarterback, right? Because you have a package of plays that you're going to use. No, um, no. You know, then you'd be sort of you'd be sort of stuck. Now, I guess you could get around I think, that. I think you could do it if you wanted to. I guess you could, to. you could get around that. I guess, like, if Mac Jones were to get hurt and he's out for the game, like, you know he's out for the game. Yeah. So you could then go to the third quarterback and say that Malik Cunningham is not going to return to this game. Right. I, I guess you could do it that way. Right. And get around it. Seems like a loophole to me.
3: Who I don't better, think that's a good who, idea. Who better, no, but, but who then, better to exploit but the then, loophole than Bill Belichick? But then if Malik Cunningham gets hurt, now you screw <laughs> Right.
7: But I, I just feel like if we did that, there would be a year-long investigation that would go all the way to the Supreme mm-hmm. Court about how the Patriots fake Bailey Zappi's injury. So I'm just not interested in opening that can of worms. Bailey, you're <laughs> no, really no, sucking No, you don't right have now. to fake yeah. the injury. No, no. no. You, like,
4: just,
3: you just declare that Zappi is out. He's not eligible anymore.
6: I, I don't. Wait, wait! No, you have to have some sort of you, you guys of are confusing me. You wouldn't want you'd want Bailey Zappi to play. Like you wouldn't like my my guess. Let's just let's play this out, all right? Okay, it's it's a hypothetical, but right. I think none of us really thinks is overly well, realistic. You get Michael Vick. Cunningham. Okay, so <laughs> if you're going to get Malik Cunningham as the number two, yep. you don't have to fake anything with Bailey Zappi. Correct.
3: No, I, you should just say that Zappi's not. He's talented. the third quarterback. Right. Yeah.
6: You don't have to say anything. So what you just to designated as the third quarterback. Right. But what that means is, if Mac Jones is hurt, you live and die with Malik Cunningham as your quarterback. Yeah. Or or you fake Malik Cunningham's correct. injury. Right.
7: If Malik Cunningham comes in and it's an absolute disaster, oh, he pulled a hammy, like right. it's a now, concussion no. protocol. Right. Now, like,
6: now he's out for the game. Jones is out for the game, and you go with your third quarterback I mean, Zappy, and th- then you go. That's the loophole. Right. Yeah.
3: But. I don't. <laughs> I could just see Malik Cunningham's doing really bad and on the sideline. You know, one of the coaches just <laughs> hits him over the head. Right, right, right. He's got a concussion. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're second. Su- we can't fool around with head injuries. Right. right. He's got uh, a and concussion.
7: Here comes the 13th month of instigation and right. the loss right. of so, draft picks. Yeah,
6: I, I think there are ways around it. I just, you know, let, let's. I think Malik Cunningham has enough to worry about right now, other than, you know, his his package of plays for the opener <laughs> <Right>. against Philadelphia. <laughs> I just can we see cutting him
7: Cunningham on Thursday throw a football before oh, yeah. we start right, to, right, <laughs> to right. crown him as this 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 Taysom maybe Hill maybe it'll jewel? be Trace
6: McSorley uh, yeah <laughs> knowing them it probably
7: would be. After all this, Malik Cunningham. And so, just
6: I, a, another wrinkle: the third quarterback is is back. Yeah. the emergency
3: quarterback. And
4: uh, one other news: D back is uh, going to be on NBC the pregame. Devin McCourty. Yeah, it's um, a good gig to land, right? Yeah. yeah, Paul,
3: have you gone to Twitter yet to you know say how much he deserves this opportunity? <laughs> I, I have and not. How I, he's going to kill it? I, I have and, been. Uh, been so uh, craft, uh, you're still uh, yeah. crafting that
7: one. Yeah, yeah I have not. Um, are we going to release official statement? Yeah, <laughs> maybe
6: I'll just send him a text.
3: Nah, we, Paul and I have Humble a running break. joke about oh. like just people who <laughs> just want to like get in insert themselves into someone else's about you. good fortune. It's
6: about yeah. you, yeah. Right? You know, get, it does do
7: well. You get yeah. you get all the likes and yeah. retweets. Oh yes, yeah, oh, yeah. nice.
6: oh yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. Fred and No Socks and I have a running joke when something like that happens. Yeah, and it's it's like clockwork every. You know, and, and I and I
1: admit yeah, it, Mother's I,
3: Day. Don't forget to go on Twitter and remind people. How, oh, you're, you know, you're the one yeah. that has the wonderful mother.
1: Right. Th- yeah. Thanks. Yeah. My mother uh, who doesn't have Twitter. Right.
6: You know, might as
3: well. How, how, you know, all mothers are the rock of the family. You know, just remind everybody Andy. about that. Yeah. <laughs> Andy. Yeah, That's right. an Andy Hardism yeah. right there. Why don't you go tell your wife? <laughs> right. You don't need to tell Twitter. Tell her. <laughs> It's it's my thoughts exactly (laughs) Well Facebook's
4: a big one too With the like birthday tribute Like this woman right here She keeps this household together You know you have to write like a big long Tribute on her birthday or else you don't like her
3: Yeah (laughs) <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Anyway, uh, 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. Are we, we getting did, emails and calls here, Because uh, right? I know there's calls, been some internet been are we some issues. Are we live? Um, we did get um, some late-breaking so. news just before the show that in Jets practice, check uh, Aaron Rodgers may have tweaked his ankle a little, <laughs> little bit. It was off on the sideline. It didn't look right. <laughs> I mean, they might be able to save the ankle. Yeah. But it
6: didn't look. Good. No, I'm looking just, good for a he told everybody I'm just, to relax. I'm just on uh, Twitter. It, it's, oh, it's nothing. I, I don't. I have no idea. Uh, I'm not even really
4: that good. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. No updates. I just see the Rossini. Rossini tweet. Oh, from it's 40 going.
7: Minutes uh, ago,
2: so. Doesn't look
6: good. No, it
7: yeah. doesn't look good. I mean, no
6: updates. I mean, I, that says a lot.
4: Yeah. <laughs> what are they gonna run over to Diana Rossini and?
7: He's okay. The best was is uh, Yesterday he he like scrambled. For a touchdown, I saw, I saw that, that. With, with the red jersey. Oh. On <laughs> and, I, and I was like, oh,
6: they, they, they didn't really just put this out there. Like yeah. pump fakes, scrambles for a touchdown. Like I, that's not what you're supposed to do in it's it's, seven on
4: seven. It's, it's like you're not supposed to. <laughs> to no one's
6: open in seven on seven.
1: Like that's bad. Now Give I get run. Now I get like him, you go. know go. Rogers. And now is he running, rolled his ankle. Is running the play. play you know
6: I get that, but like. It yeah. doesn't mean you have to applaud it as a touch. Like I know yeah. the, well, stats, the and that's, stats at OTA. I don't want to say that I'm jaded now about OTA practices, but
4: I just am realistic and people, yeah. and I don't want to ever not get excited to see it. And I am excited to see it, but you just have to be realistic about what you you're going to actually see out like, there. And it's,
6: I thought Mike had a good uh, line in his Sunday notes, just uh, you know, last year at this time, Trey Nixon was catching passes all yeah. over the place. He was not on the active roster in the 2022 season. So, just a little perspective. Right. There. That's Absolutely. like, who's
4: out there? Like, I am interested, you know, some of the guys that were injured, are they participating? Are people there? But, I mean, are we going to figure out what Bill O'Brien's got planned for this season and, and you know, shirts and T-shirts? Or t- I think shirts you might get some
7: foundational now? elements of what they have planned, which is what I'm looking forward to, because I think this is when you put in your core stuff. Like, this is when you put in what they would call basic, right? Like, you're not going to – go out there and like last year hopefully when they started running outside zone all over the place and then they barely used it like hopefully this is different. Right. Yeah they
3: tell us that you know they put things in now so that when they get to training camp they're not starting completely from scratch. Right. You yeah. know they're, they've got something to build on.
4: Yeah. Just think it's some pretty passes to watch in shorts. Yeah, you know, I mean it's like there's nothing you're <laughs> going to take on defense. You know, I mean who's playing? There's pretty passes in pretty shorts. Pretty passes, right? Well, that's what Trey Nixon They're was, right? to like so it me it's all
6: about personnel <laughs> groups. That's yeah. all I, I look at. But you those, know, even this those is where I find hard. out that you know, Ronnie Perkins isn't in the mix and like a you know, Malcolm Butler is. Yeah. That's how you you know you find well that, that's a guy that they might have some some promise, with, like I mean, know, th- maybe, as a young guy. maybe with McCordy
4: in that, but even that, it's like, well, it's probably going to be Duggar and Phillips out there, and they're just going to have a base defense, and you know, it's not like we're going to be seeing the, all yeah. the different packages that they're. Because even that, you, know, you have to be
6: careful of. And another thing that Mike Reese had was the information about Michael Owenu um, having so surgery, you, you so he's not going right to be out guard. there. So someone, you know, maybe one of the the rookies will be at. Yeah. At guard, one of the yeah. draft picks. A, a, yeah. At
3: least we don't have to spend an hour wondering who's calling plays because we <laughs> right. know who's going to do that this year. <laughs> who's got the walkie-talkie? That, yeah. that, that's a good point. Be, <laughs> well, it's a that welcome was miserable. I mean, like, they oh, all have radios.
6: So, we don't oh, know. No. Rather than study the coaches, we can at least go back to watching the the, the actual plays. <laughs> I, I do right.
7: I do hope that we get out there in all seriousness and Mac Jones is the unquestioned guy like he's carrying himself that way right. he's, and i think that those are what so, i think Giardi had a, few, a few uh notes about that recently yeah. that that mac is leading how do we know he can lead or something like that was one of his sources said uh, but uh, I, I do hope that that's what we see on thursday that mac is mac in, is in control in control yep. he, he's there's no i i can't I have no time for this quarterback competition this summer. I think it's a waste of everybody's time. Quite frankly, I'm
3: not anticipating one either.
6: So
7: no, I I, I just I hope that that's what they we should, see. Already. It
3: should be Max's job to lose. Yeah, period. Period. But well, it is. It
6: but p- do you really think there's a chance that he could lose it? Oh yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm with Evan. I don't, I don't, think don't really he think. Camp.
4: I think we've talked about this. I don't think I, he I can think lose
6: it in camp. Page. I think he could lose it during the season. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's but what I'm talking about. Too. I don't think he could lose yeah. it in camp. Yeah. I don't think it's a true no. Competition. There, there could be
3: something happen this year, and I'm not talking about injury. That he's just so awful. But I, I I'm betting against that. I, I'd be willing to bet against that. I just I think
4: it's when the when it gets the going gets tough. That's when I feel like we'll be for Mac to yeah. either prove he can do it and bounce back and. You know, stand strong when you're going against good teams and it's not going your
3: way. Those those are the things that I well, got to see them push through. One of Evans' simulators. Uh, you have a simulator? Um, no, the, I don't want to. Had don't the take uh, Patriots at 11 and six I, this year. I don't. I don't, I don't take.
4: You could put anything on a graphic no. and people will believe it. I'm like, like what? Who put this on a graphic? So, is like, so. that not real? No, it is real, but oh. it's like they they felt the need yeah. to put it on a graphic. It's, it's that like as if to say like that this makes it have actual oh, yeah, like well, yeah
6: Madden
3: says so or you know graphic that said
6: the Celtics had a 97% chance of winning the series. La- <laughs> Still, la-
7: last week Barth showed me the simulator and you know him he's like this is this the greatest is thing the ever. Simulator ever and seen he it. so he simulates the season for the Patriots and Mac had 4,500 yards, 30 touchdowns to nine interceptions, and Ramondre Stevenson had, had 1,700 yards from scrimmage. And I looked at him I was like, this this is crap. Like, what are you talking – this is not going to happen. Like, this is, why, why are we even giving this a time of day if that's what it's going to simulate? And it had the Patriots – even despite that, it had the Patriots going eight and nine. Ah. <laughs> and I was like, so Mac is going to throw for 4,500 yards and 30 touchdowns, and Ramondre is going to be an all-pro running back statistically, and he, they're going to go eight and nines? Like, no, oh. no, this thing is crap. It's crap. Whatever, Evan. I'm gonna do it again. Oh, oh! They did a whole show on it. <laughs> him and 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 uh and intern, Mike Cadlick. Uh, they did an entire show uh, <laughs> uh, on uh, going through the PFF simulator and whether, and whether and whether they <laughs> agree with it or not. Like I, uh, I was just like, this is just crazy. One of the like, <laughs> this is just crap. <laughs> At least a mock draft has like some sort of you, you know semblance right, right. Of, of content.
1: Right. This is just and then in this game, this right. random. I'm going to butt you hook a little. I have
6: no idea about like records or you know and all that stuff, but like. Like numbers and stuff, like I think numbers can fluctuate like that. I, th- I like I don't think it's completely outrageous to suggest forty five hundred yards and th- thirty touchdowns. I don't know what that'll translate to. Yeah. Like, does that mean instead of fifteen rushing touchdowns, you only had five? Like, so your touchdowns are l- roughly the same? Right. Yeah. You know, what? like I don't. You're not just punching them. In how, how many points? Did it, did to you me, score? in a in, it, you know in a seventeen game season, you should be throwing for over four thousand yards routinely. So 45, to me, is not outrageous. It's probably high. I agree with Evan. But 4,500 and and 30 touchdown passes? You should, Mm -hmm. like, you should, like, to me, those are kind of average numbers nowadays. Well, they're good quarterback numbers. Yeah, good, good, yeah. Yeah, 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 good quarterback
7: Daniel Jones just got paid, and he had, I
6: think, 15 touchdown passes last year. So it's like we're (laughs) we're just talking about him. (laughs) That's true, but he also ran a lot. Like I don't think he's gonna get like Lamar Jackson and you know the, the other you know Jalen Hurts. They're gonna run around. And <laughs> you two are killing me today. Um, I don't know what I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened to to my <laughs> staff. Uh, uh, everybody's like
0: just off the reservation. Little,
3: little social media violence uh, in Kansas City. Oh, uh, oh Patrick heard, Mahomes heard about uh, tweeted out or whatever he used Instagram. To say uh, the Phoenix Coyotes, you said you ought to move to Kansas City. And someone from the social media, the Coyotes said you ought to spend more time keeping your little <laughs> brother out of jail.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, it, you can't ignore that guy. You so can't ignore your brother. Just as he's a
6: menace. Just as an example, awesome. how how quickly would I be fired if, uh, if I if I if uh, pulled back. off that you missive? Back. Yeah, that wouldn't be on good. Twitter. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Poor
7: Yeah.
3: <laughs> But I guess if you're the Phoenix Coyotes, you can get away right. with Right. What do they got? I mean, they yeah, got right. no stadium. They Some got of these
7: no food. teams, like uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, are another one that they get real snarky uh, on yeah. Twitter. Oh, yeah. Some of the teams that they're not going to take shots at at the Hurricanes, the Chargers, like these teams that aren't actually relevant, they try to make themselves relevant by being snarky on right. Twitter. Right. I remember last year the when the Hurricanes knocked the Bruins out. In the first round, they, like, made, like, this whole thing about Bruins fans, like, saying, like, Bruins in six or, like, you know, Hurricanes thing. It's like, the Bruins are an original six franchise. They have multiple Stanley Cup championships. You're the Carolina Hurricane. You weren't even a real team 20 years ago. (laughs) And you're talking all this crap. Like, yeah, it drives me nuts. But, you know, I don't
3: mind it,
6: really. I think it's 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 funny. Not when you're a poverty (laughs) franchise. I think it's funny if it's done well. Yeah. And I think it can be done well. Like, the Arizona thing, to me, that's not – that, that, oh. that to, to me, wasn't funny. Yeah. And as much as I'm with everybody else on Patrick Mahomes' brother, he's yeah. pretty annoying um, and maybe even worse, yeah. you know, oh. depending on what the, the actual severity is of right. what got him in trouble. But everybody has been sort of campaigning for the Coyotes. <laughs> like, I, I yeah. saw a whole thing for the Hartford Whalers to come back, you know. Oh. And, uh, you know, like bring them back to Hartford and this is what we could do. We could build a new ring. Ra- you know. Yeah. Like did they similarly shoot back, a, you know, like. Right. To yeah. me, like that's
3: no, not No, that just, was a little bit. Just don't come after it, the fans. You went from zero to 100 real yeah. quick. Just yeah.
7: don't, don't come and, after the fans. If you yeah. want to go after other teams, like the Chargers, like with their schedule release, you know, they poke fun at all the other teams and stuff. Fine. But don't come after the fans. Well, don't
3: go after family members either. You know, like you don't yeah, really. Yeah, don't need to do don't that. punch below the belt. Yeah. that's yeah. all. If, all if it's funny,
6: I like it. But a, most of them aren't really all that yeah. funny. Got a crack
4: team of guys in here. Yeah.
3: All right. Yeah. We. Uh, I know that if you're listening to this, you're going to be listening it as a podcast probably. <laughs> right. Uh, because uh, we're not streaming live. Uh, we got some problems. Um. But that's that's okay. We got yeah. people calling in anyway. Uh. Well, let's go to Sean in Vancouver on the Ace Ticket Hotline. What's up, Sean? Sean. Well, the phones not working either. That sounds dead. Well, no,
6: I think that's a you issue.
3: No. Sean, what's up? Sean, Good job, you Good there? job Hardy. Sean. No. Sean. Okay. Emails. Yep, we'll have to go to emails. <laughs> emails are coming in. Um, oh, and wait.
6: There's nothing there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Taylor Swift broke our uh, internet, I think. Yeah. I think it m- that might be the case, actually. Did you uh, get to get
6: to uh, any uh, of no. the shows? Friday? No. 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 No.
3: No. Far away. Far,
6: far away. Far, yeah. far away.
4: I should tell. I bailed. Deuce bailed. I know. On Deuce our show bailed on, Thursday, on Saturday. Saturday. On Thursday, Shocker. I was. I was wondering, but yeah, we were. We were out. Too much rain. Uh, it was my crazy. wife uh,
6: said it was absolutely fantastic, even in the pouring rain. Oh Saturday yeah.
4: Night.
3: People, I mean, it was. She Said
6: she put on a phenomenal concert. It was like a revival.
4: Yeah, I, I I heard from a lot of people who just felt the whole thing was kind of lukewarm, not not that great. Just kidding, no one said that. Everyone says it's amazing. <laughs> 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 oh, I, who, I have, have you heard of anybody that was like it was okay? Well, I haven't no. really. I mean, <laughs> no, the, I, only, the, the,
6: the only f- like place of reference I have is my wife and three nieces I that know. she took. So I I, I a, wouldn't know what anybody was saying.
4: And all the people that were standing like in the parking lot. I mean, they were you know they were, I just it was it was, it was insane here. It yeah. was insane. And Beth
6: said it's a it's a much different crowd because she only saw three people being taken out. Yeah. And usually oh. Chesney, it's like. Yeah. You get Although like, you get that every 10 that's minutes. Like, oh, you know. All the
3: all the men's bathrooms were commandeered <laughs> and like women peeing in urinals all the urinals and stuff. It's just, it was just nuts.
4: There's a couple of like 14 year olds who just couldn't handle it. They had to be escorted out. They were so overwhelmed seeing Taylor Swift in person. Those kind of things. It's not really drunk, crazy fight
7: people at
4: Taylor Swift concerts, I'm guessing. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I would go to Taylor Swift if it, if it wasn't for the the teenage girl factor. Yeah. Like that's like where I can't get over cuz I can't go and I I went to Beyonce and Jay-Z a couple years ago whenever that was and and just the screaming. And I just went for I I'm like Beyonce is fine, but I I love Jay-Z, so I went to go, you know, really see Jay-Z's part of the concert and just the screaming for Beyonce. I was just like this is why? Like this is just not.
4: It was part of the discussion in our in our household as we were trying to decide to go. Rain was a big right. factor, but also just like dealing with the whole atmosphere. Because of, like no you know, offense, if you're but not in it, you just kind of want to see a show.
7: Taylor Swift is really my generation. Like people in their 20s or early 30s, like myself, because she came out when I was in like I think eighth uh, or ninth grade. So like that that's her core fan base. Like like people my age are like the people that are like her her. You know, original OG fans, and now you have like these like thirteen year old girls that are like jumping on now, and it's like I got to be honest with you, like this doesn't make me want to go to the concert because yeah. I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, uh,
6: real just a real quick addendum to the Thursday night flex scheduling thing, and I just saw a quote attributed to Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. I, I'm reading on the scroll, and it just said it's it's a great thing for the majority of our fans. Yeah, and I think that speaks volumes as to what the league worries about they don't care about the guy who's actually spending his time and money to come to your event they don't care if they're in empty stadiums right because they're not making the money off of you right they're making the money off of the people and the billions and billions of dollars they're getting to televise these games yeah and if they can get more eyeballs they can charge more money for the networks to broadcast the games that's all they care about yeah uh
3: andy in cleveland uh as we approach memorial day this week I thought it'd be a good time to revisit the off-season show topic of ranking hot dog brands. <laughs> I don't remember doing <laughs> that one. There's I think we a, have question number Ooh. one. As podcast listener, That's I missed the us. chance to chime in on the day this came up last year, and when I wrote in for the next show, Fred decided to shut down the hot dog discussion. I don't Do, have any. I must uh, have been on vacation. Gotta I
6: haven't time, rated
2: brands in the five years I've been here.
3: Uh, Got to leave time for the soap with a slot talk after all. Anyway, <laughs> my comment last year was that you guys – had a whole talk about hot dogs, and no one even mentioned Ballpark, the Michael Jordan of hot dogs. That would probably get my vote, but I agree with what? Fred that it's Hebrew National pick. is pretty good. <laughs> Regardless of the brand, they definitely taste better grilled or especially at a baseball game. Ballpark Frank's
7: Ballpark is, is Franks. your number one no. Hebrew
6: Nationalist
3: one? Hebrew I like it? Hebrew National, yeah. all yeah. beef. You can't get the yeah. you know, you know uh, low Ooh. beef one. Uh, or Kayam is good too. I think yep. Kayam is good. Kayim that's is a, good that's hot dog. a Fenway Frank. Kaim
7: yeah. is the branded Fenway. Is that what you were going to say? I, no, I was yeah. going to say Pearl Hot Dogs. Pearls are good. Oh, pearls um, are number one. Pearl pearls are, are wow. very
6: good. That's I used familiar. to actually know uh, that family. Um, years ago yeah there couple of relationships ago. those
7: are those are some hefty hot dogs yeah
6: so you gotta be
7: you're 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 eating a the meal there but it paul part franks my goodness like I, come I, on i mean listen in a, a pinch i'll eat I, them i, I love hot dogs, dogs. oh saying, like, ball, paul part
6: franks aren't bad yeah. but no, i would agree bad. with the, the ones that you guys have put above it i would have yeah. and How and and
3: one. what's your like i know the easy way is you just boil them and eat them but like if you have your druthers, what's the best way to cook them that tastes the best, in your opinion?
4: I, I mean, I could go a lot of different ways because I do like a good grilled little crispy hot dog yeah. on the grill sometimes. But I also like to cut them in half like Five Guys does and, and, and cook them on the flat top and, yeah. and kind of get an, in that good. way. I like to, Those are my two. Fried and butter isn't ways. bad. Fried
6: and butter?
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
6: Well, you ever done I, that? I, yeah. No, I've, <laughs> 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 I've tried Paul them all. Paul looks at his belly. <laughs> I've tried them all, okay. Uh, I, I kind of like broiling them.
7: In the Broiling, oven, yeah. That's what my dad yeah. used to do in the wintertime. And he, you know kind of gives that same grill, have a broiled. It's yeah. it's kind of like gr- grilling them a little bit. Yeah.
3: No, I, I do love my hot dogs. And yeah. how do you how do now, you eat them? See, in New England, people don't know how to eat a hot dog. Oh. You eat a hot dog with spicy mustard, spicy brown mustard, and sauerkraut. That's okay. how you okay. eat a hot That's dog. Good hot
1: dog. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. But I'll you let let don't it. have you yeah. can't
3: get sauerkraut up here. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. where do you get the sauerkraut? Right, you can't get it up here. I just go
6: on- onions with the with onions. the mustard. Yeah,
4: there you
3: go. Yeah,
6: mustard and onions.
3: Ever tried <laughs> on
4: a
6: hot dog, Paul? What do you? Th- <laughs> Pearl hot Knew dogs. that was coming. Shredder. See, now this year we won't have to do that because we'll have Malik Cunningham to entertain us.
7: Welcome, welcome. <laughs> I'm trying to get.
6: Thank some you Pearl Malik hot Cunningham. dogs
3: <laughs> Sent to me by Pearl by saying Pearl. Now dogs for your hot dog weird. buns, yeah. do you like the uh, buns that have the brown on the outside Martin's. or the New England buns that are Martin's. like yeah. The Great white buns. I like I the white all, on both sides.
1: You
7: like the white yeah. on both sides? Yeah. 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 You should try those. Martin's—they're like potato rolls. Yeah, potato bread. Yeah, love wow, that.
4: This is a hot dog deep dive I never thought I'd take because yeah. I don't really—is is it a sandwich? <laughs> I, uh, yes, the Lazarus are big.
7: Big hot dog family. Oh yeah, big but, hot but, dog but, family. But, but I, I made. Oh, you got to do the beef though, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. They, yeah, okay. I, yeah I
3: made yeah. the worst mistake once when I was a kid. On it was either my mother's birthday or Mother's Day. I got her a hot dog maker, and she looked at me like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, like, like you like you put the intestine here, no? And then it was, get it was one and that had like t- the little like the prawns. Yeah. yeah, and you, you put them on. Yeah, and, yeah semi. Uh, yeah, and I bought her that, and she's like, "No, that's funny. this is."
6: I remember one year when we were still in Walpole Park for the Red Sox opening day. Once, remember Bobby? Uh, what was his name? Bobby Nichols. Oh yeah, he he, he had like a whole tailgate yeah.
3: inside Walpole with, he, with the George Foreman. He had like uh, a Foreman
6: grill with the the hot dogs, and we had like a for Red Sox opening day. Played <laughs> wiffle ball in the back. <laughs>
4: That's like could, could have all the it American. Was a, it was
6: a simpler time. Yeah, yeah. we weren't worried about
3: like tent pole events in the off season to carry the social media. <laughs> All right. Uh, calls coming in, 855-PATS-500. Um, Sean in Vancouver is back. What's up, Sean? Sean.
5: Yeah, no, I couldn't hear anything for a while. Uh, actually, the main reason I called is so I can hear the show. Uh, uh, I, yeah, someone else is doing talk, that now, too. Uh, yeah. But well, I want to talk a little bit about the Eagles opener because I, I'm i kind of happy in a way that it's coming right away because it's, it's the biggest challenge. Is That team is stacked. Like, they – they are great everywhere and we're going to see right away, um, especially in the areas where the Patriots struggled last year, if they've improved enough, you know, or at all. I, I think in, in the secondary they have, I'm pretty sure, but uh, I want to see how that, that challenge comes through. And I'm wondering if, uh, Jonathan Jones is going to be playing more safety than, uh, than not. I'm not, I'm not sure if he's going to be in the slot or if they'll have Marcus Jones. Let's we'll see what, see how that shapes, shapes up.
6: Yeah, I think the secondary personnel is uh, one of the things that we'll probably be looking at a little bit um, in the next few weeks in these, these camps because I think you could go with Jalen Mills back there too and, uh, as Sean said, have Jonathan Jones in the slot. I, I don't love the idea. I, I love, love, love Marcus Jones. I don't think I love the idea of him being a full-time corner. Like, I, I just think <clears> he's... Well, a slot corner? Yeah, I don't love that idea. No? No. I I Now, maybe he's better than I
3: then I remember. But I, I think I, I, I just think saw him chasing think, a lot. Yeah, on certain games, though, like I want him running with Tyreek Hill when we play the Dolphins. Yeah. Now, he I'll should have Jonathan, help. I'll take Jonathan Jones. He should right have on. help. But I, I want him, you know, stride for stride with him, at least being there. So minimize the yards after catch.
4: I think They got a lot of matchup pieces, you know, how is it depending on week to week, how it goes? You know, maybe there are certain matchups that make more sense of them. I I'd, I'd just mm-hmm. like to see more of him. I think he got last year kind of thrust in the fire plane outside at the end of the oh, year yeah. and not really his ideal spot. Um, but I also am not as high on playing him full time on offense as I know a lot of people out there are that are banging that drum that he should, you know, have nearly a full time role on offense. I don't know. I don't know about that one.
3: Uh, Sean, you want me to put you on hold? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> okay, it's down
1: yeah. the line,
7: we'll I, I, I'm also I'm weary of Jonathan Jones playing a ton of safety because I, I'm as high on Christian Gonzalez as anybody. But until Christian Gonzalez gets his feet wet a little bit in the NFL, Jonathan Jones is still your best corner. So you're moving your best yeah. corner
6: back. Yeah, it's a good point.
7: I, I just I would much rather see him stick at, at corner where he belongs. I think and. Jack Jones, I think, is the big wild card out of all this is it, frankly, can he get himself out of the doghouse to be a contributor? Because I, I've seen so many guys and we've all seen so many guys that once you cross Belichick like you you usually you're don't play. Like yeah. right, once you're outside the circle of trust, what you're kind of finish outside. the
6: season with with Jonathan Jones <laughs> Marcus Jones and Miles Bryant. Yeah. It was Jonathan Jack Jones, was Marcus Jones, Miles Bryant. Hurt. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Jack Jones is the wild card. You guys are right because if he has a role and it's Jonathan Jones and Jack Jones while you're waiting for Gonzalez, you know, I think Gonzalez eventually will be that guy probably week one probably. Yeah. But that to me makes more sense. And that's why I, I would identify Mills for a lot of reasons, not the least of which was him sort of hinting at it oh, on, he's on Twitter. he's yeah. You know, I think Mills is the guy that will be back there. But I also hesitate to just say, because they drafted Christian Gonzalez in the first round, your secondary is going to be better than it was last year. You also lost a very important piece of that secondary last year. Yeah. Um, so I think it has the potential to be better, because I think Gonzalez is, you know, potentially better than any corner you have. But like Evan said, you have to see that before you just automatically assume it.
4: Like Milly
7: yeah, I think with All Jack. It's right, a little better than Cunningham. Here. I think with Jack Jones, because with Jack Jones in the fold, and you have Jack Jones playing outside, even with Christian Gonzalez, and then you know they're going to play three corners the majority of the time. Right. So then Marcus Jones, you think is is in the slot, and that would allow John Jones in this scenario to be more flexible and play a little See, bit. But of I safety. like the
6: idea of Gonzalez and Jack Jones with Jonathan Jones in the slot. That's
7: that. That,
6: that to me would be ideal if it worked out that way. But I agree with the way that you guys talked about Jack Jones, both of you. We've seen this before with Bill. It takes a lot to sort of change yeah, that matter. I just
7: hear a lot of, of fans... Uh don't you know what about Jack Jones? Like, don't forget about Jack Jones going to be the guy. And I'm like, yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. Maybe he could be. I, I believe that they're going to play him when I see it. But you knew that he had off the field issues coming in.
4: He almost felt like a chance coming in, and then those popped up during his rookie season in a way that, not, I mean, what was it that he talked back or something like? Mean, well, think that he wasn't
6: like, showing up to. Re- I mean, this is reportedly. We don't know the the actual facts, but this is what was written at the time was that he was missing some of his rehab assignments and right. Sort of arguing with the coaching staff and the training staff as to what his best course of action was in yeah. rehab.
7: Frankly, I'm surprised he's still on the team.
6: Hmm. It like might speak. speak to how good they think the hope, he is.
3: the hope that they have for
6: him yeah. being yeah. able to turn yeah. it around. But it's
7: yeah. the way that when you cross that line. I know. But but this team, it's forget about it.
3: Uh, Matt in Raleigh, North Carolina, but originally from Vermont. I recently watched Man in the Arena, and since I've only been a Patriots fan since the 2010 season, a lot of the storylines during 2001 were new to me. It got me wondering if the Patriots might have still won the Super Bowl 36 if Drew Bledsoe was the starting quarterback just for that game. What do you think? What was the media's take on it at that time? It was Brady all the way um, in the
6: media. In that one game, I think they could have won just because of the way the game unfolded. But there's not, like, And you will not find a bigger Drew Bledsoe supporter than me. They would not a Super Bowl team with Drew Bledsoe that year. Yeah. Now that one game, much like they won in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like it was defense. It was special teams. Right. It was other factors. Can he just orchestrate that last drive? That's kind of the only question. You well, have. I, I, but, but
3: it wouldn't have a come touchdown down to instead that. Of a field goal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, it, it probably the, yeah. the
6: game would have looked completely. Would he have different. given John yeah. Madden chills yeah. for going down the field? <laughs> and, and, and you know, and like I'll I'll say it frankly: Would Drew have made mistakes during the game before that? Right, that that Tom didn't because yeah. that was the difference. Or would he have Tom scored was, more points, was less mistake prone? Yeah,
3: or he, you know, the other possibilities yeah. he could have scored more. points I like than
6: to Tom. go that way. They would have <laughs> yeah.
3: won the game going away, Fred. I, I'm
6: <laughs> with you. <Yeah>. See, thirty-eight, <laughs> fourteen, final.
3: <laughs> because nothing, well, you know, nothing would have changed for the Patriots on defense. They would still would have had the no. same game plan going in yeah. to basically hold. Marshall Falkall game, right? Yeah. Everything right. they did defensively probably would have stood. I like to, right, say, I like to right.
7: say that they they beat him up. I don't like yeah. No, hold. I know. I, I know don't like just, hold because Marshall, Marshall likes to claim that they that's I'm what the kidding. game plan. Was, so. I'm sure there was a
3: little bit of that. Um, Marie in Durham, North New Hampshire. I'm guessing I fall into a rare niche category of your listeners: mid twenties women who are both lifelong listeners of the show and lifelong Taylor Swift fans. Nice. nice. And also UMass alumni. Shout out to Alex. (laughs) I was lucky enough to be at the Friday concert. My friend's cousin actually met Mac and Sophie on the floor that night, got a picture with them, and said they were both the nicest people. Mac was dressed up to match Taylor's Reputation album, and in one of the team's social media videos, he stated that Reputation is his favorite Taylor Swift album because of what it stands for. I, for one, love that Mac is in uh in his reputation era that album is all about ignoring the haters in the media putting in the work and owning who you are in your success on the other end i think that is exactly what we're going to see this season a solid comeback after a rough year and real f you to anyone who thinks he isn't good enough also gotta love him showing up to Sunday show with mike gosicki and Hunter Henry to the Sunday show—you can already see the chemistry there. Let's hope it shows up just as well on the field. Wow, he went to two shows.
7: Great email. I, I agree, a hundred percent. I picked up on that when we we put out the the video. Uh, him saying that he's on his reputation era. Love it, love it. The Fu tour. I'm I'm on it.
6: I, I if that's what it ends up being, I, then I love it too. I could have done without the outfit there. Uh-huh.
3: It's just me. Listen, he was into Listen, it. He did. Know? He did it for. Right. Right. We've all
6: Pretty done honest. things, Paul.
3: Hey, I'm, 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 come on, not. <laughs> I, I've never, I've never dressed
7: up—not <laughs> even for the Dave Matthews Show. I got the tickets. That was what I did. This is another thing that Barth and I always argue. about. I'm like, just wait till you get a girlfriend, Alex. All right, like you, you'll you'll be dressing up when she says to dress up. You dress up, dude. All right, that's just how you're it gonna works. be the first person he calls. You know, I try. From I try to ther- help from him. his therapist's couch.
3: <laughs> it doesn't work that needling uh branded in framingham i saw james white at my work yesterday he seems like a really nice person and i can see why he's one of paul's favorite i told him that his part in the schedule release video was the best part and he said that he had a lot of fun shooting it and that the final project came out great so nice job to all it seems like everyone involved had a great time it's true there was so, That was fun watching
4: him uh, uh, run around for, for Ivan. And, and some of the shots they just got were so good of, of him just sweating. And, I mean, I yeah. just thought Chris and, and Tony did a great job with, the, with that those scenes. Just James's frustration doing stuff was fun.
1: Yep.
3: Uh, Bob in Wilmington, North Carolina. Please let me know when you find a few players on this year's team that are starved for a championship. I'm not talking about mad dog crazy starved like Brady was every single day. Please just show me anyone on the team now that is rabbit to win a championship. Who is the next true leader of this team that will force the players into another Super Bowl run? It's getting old watching us play games with no hot. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know Emotional if that's a fair criticism.
6: Are we yeah. talking about the Celtics or
7: are we talking about <laughs> well, the that's Patriots? what I thought at first. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Uh,
6: yeah, that's a good question. That that good point. Maybe yeah. they are talking about the I Celtics. Don't think the I don't think the Patriots have this a heart problem. I don't <laughs> Speaking <laughs> like, of the Celtics. I don't think they have a heart problem speaking either. Speaking
3: of though. the Celtics. So I'm watching. You know, I mean, obviously that that game three was an embarrassment. But I'm watching uh, Joe Missoula, And I'm, all I could think of was Chuck Pagano. Like the facial expressions, looking around, knowing this is time for yeah. me to do something. But I don't know what I should be yeah. doing. Out like of your just depth. Out of his depth. Yeah. Just like Chuck Pagano was. That Wow. It was just awful. Yeah, shots. Are and cheap. then there's no way in the hell I'm paying Jalen Brown that max contract. He's gone. I'll trade him. I Whoa. want a point guard. Whoa. Get, get me someone who can handle the ball, please. Well, that's not Jalen Brown. I know, but that's a false I, guy. I'm gonna. I want to <laughs> trade him that's to everybody's get a point guard. winning plays guy. Yeah, I, he's gone. I, I we can't pay him that money. Sorry. <laughs> Why? Because he's not worth it. He's regressed.
7: You have to pay him the money and he's then, regressed. If yeah. you had the best year of his career.
6: <laughs> I don't care about points.
7: You have to all pay right. him, well, he's all NBA, second team.
3: <laughs> like yeah.
6: by the way. You want to get rid of Jalen Brown, it's fine. He didn't regress this year. He can, had the best can, year of his can career. Can you
3: explain yeah. you get you you get named to the all NBA team and that makes you eligible for these matches? Who yes. who selects the yeah. all NBA team? Yeah. That's ridiculous. So the hands of my future is in the hands of these writers? I'll make it, I'll yeah. make it more ridiculous. ridiculous. I'll make it more ridiculous I've for you. I've never seen that's a stupider system in my yeah, life. I'll,
6: I'll make it even more ridiculous for you in a second. But unfortunately, that's the way it's done in a lot of sports. It's not directly tied to salary in the NFL, but the writers pick the MVP and... All pro teams, yeah. and there's incentives that are worth millions and millions right. of dollars for that.
3: Incentive is one it's thing. The same thing. But to have a max contract based on writer's I, thing, I agree. that's ridiculous. I
6: agree it's dumb, but what I really think over the top is the way they pick those teams, and Evan, you, you being more of an NBA guy you, you, than me, correct me if I'm wrong, Yeah, they pick teams like center, forward, forward, guard, guard. So that's absurd. That's not how so the NBA is anymore. So I don't care if it's how if the they, NBA is or not. There should be the five best players of the first team All NBA. Yeah, I don't like, know if they. The fact it that yet. Jokic is the second team All NBA player yeah. and everybody and their brother thinks he should have been the MVP. Right. You're telling me at best he's the sixth best player in the league. Yeah. That's absurd. They're
7: yeah. cha- so they're changing that. I, I think they're changing that to it's going to be. Essentially, front court players and back court players. So, uh, Embiid and Jokic would be able to be on the first team together. Uh, but it's, it's with Jalen, not to go on a whole like NBA contracts rant, but. Trading him on the last year of his current contract is selling for fifty cents on the dollar. You can't do it. Yeah, I'm sorry. So you have to give him the super max and then trade him on the super max to the next team because right. the, he has no value. Okay, whatever the agreement in a I make with year. the
3: next team, fine. But I don't. I don't want him. That I mean that that's I, fine. not at that price.
6: I think that they're the problem with the Celtics. Fred we were, out on Jalen Brown.
3: We,
7: we were and talking Marcus about Smart this earlier. Marcus Smart gone too. Oh, there you go. The both. Celtics have two stars that are both to beta to be the guy that in that that league specifically you have to have a champion amongst the the group yeah and those those two guys i think might be a little bit too too laisse, too beta and and i don't know if they're ever going to win together it's a bummer because as as a diehard celtics fan watching there's nothing better besides winning obviously then watching your team draft two guys and then watching them blossom into superstars together like the the Jays have but I, I don't know if either one of them has that that killer eye of the tiger and is like gonna walk into the room and be like no like this is what we're we're, we're not messing around like this is what we're doing I, I don't know if either one of those guys has that that type of attitude
3: I mean Jalen Brown might have the attitude but he doesn't have the ability like oh, all I he, think you're selling him short. Yeah, I, I it, think you're you're judging. They come him. up small in the biggest. I think moments. you're judging him on the last Except three when Jason games. Jason Tatum I think, scored 51 he did the same points thing in last games. year <laughs> in the playoffs. The, just the losing the ball, the the wild drives, you know, into traffic. It just like I, again, the, the I think other you're guys are trying. The
7: final too. series, yeah. and I, I, I don't know. I, 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 you're not the only one that feels this way.
3: Jalen's handles are not. He's been no. That's not, not
7: good. A, that's not a strength of this. Not a strength of this game. All right, we're
3: gonna take a break. we gotta go. Paul's got to go, uh, but Deuce, Evan, and myself will be back right after this. Uh, she, I think she said she was How are we talking. doing?
2: Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots.
8: Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Fast Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com.
2: You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with
10: exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, summer baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the
2: marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots.
8: Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Fast Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six Stream Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com.
2: You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC.
0: And now, great moments in... History.
3: No sense in traveling
0: right now. No. But,
6: and he does, you know, he doesn't just travel. He usually does some oh, pretty he, he uh, extensive, yeah. extensive trips. Yeah. He immerses. He immerses himself yeah. in yeah. the
3: culture. The people. you got to give that... You know, case of cat food to the local shelter. Why do you mock charity? What? Why do you mock you a bad person? Mock. Yes, just... you are. You're mocking.
4: You That's what a grin you do. on your face. You've got that <laughs> Cheshire cat grin on your face. Oh, he's
7: going
6: around the world doing good things.
7: What a bad man.
6: <laughs> Look at the bad man doing good things, trying to help cats.
4: Is this a
6: shelter for cats? Yeah. <laughs> My cat's been a little out of sorts. Really? Yeah. The last, Furball? Week, the last week or so. No? Really? I don't know. No? We couldn't find him for a long time last Saturday. We
3: we're like, stop acting the like old? a pussy. not <laughs> <laughs> see that, Fred.
4: No. no. What? No. <laughs> it's a cat. <laughs> it's Why out not? there now. Sit down with him ask him what's up.
0: That's another great moment from All right,
3: back here in Patriots Unfiltered, 855 pass 500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. It's due seven myself, Matt in the booth, we're back on the air. We are live. Um, I think most of you will be listening to this on demand, but for those of you who are waiting, uh, they fixed whatever it was, the DNS and the RPTT and the uh, HTTPS slash dot dot, and uh, they got it fixed. Right, so.
4: Taylor Swift, thanks for nothing.
3: Yeah. Broke our internet. It could be, you know, there was a lot of stress on the network over the weekend. <laughs> I bet, you know, a lot of Wi-Fi, a lot of, of, lot of, uh, lot of uploading a of photos, a lot of
4: TikToks. Oh well, yeah, that's what I when I woke up uh, every morning, you know, you sit down, and watch some TikTok. That's all it was. It was just people out at this concert going crazy yeah. in the rain.
3: Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. What do we got? Ramon has a simple question. He says. Uh, Why are they not restocking the Julian Edelman jerseys in the pro shop? I've been trying to purchase one for two years now. Only jerseys I've ever wanted was his and Rondo, and now I can't get either. Guess I'll get Jalen Brown's if he resigns. Oh, don't ask Fred about that.
1: (laughs) I thought, you know, it's funny
3: because I was in the pro shop uh, maybe a couple weeks ago because one of our people left for another job, and I got him a you know a customized jersey and I remember seeing Edelman jerseys that huh. day. That was like 2 weeks ago. It was the red throwback jersey yeah. with one, Edelman. Which one's he looking for? I have her.
7: a uh, a a white Edelman stitched in like authentic jersey that my oh, s- from your fan days? Yeah, my sister got it for me for my birthday from my fan days. So You frame it? It's in my closet.
3: Oh. Now, if you were to get a jersey, would you want it with your name? <laughs> The, a player name or blank. Oh uh,
4: no, I I just player go with a player name. Probably. I don't. I'm
3: I
1: don't
4: know, I'm like, with Megan here. Like name?
3: I'm past that. I'm a 62 year old man. I don't want to be wearing the name of another man on my back. Uh, well, you know? I think it's supportive player. I I would. I, I'm with Megan largely. Like I don't think
4: I would wear jerseys. And I never really wore jerseys in public. But I think you wear, want to wear a jersey to a game. That's that's yeah. great. You want to come yeah. to a practice, wear a jersey. If I'm going I, to I don't a game. Care. You want to throw a ton. Ta- I just I would just say if you're gonna buy a jersey, buy one. That you know is going to last. So an Edelman, a Brady, a Gronk. You know those. I'd always try to buy players that I know. Look, even when when, no matter when this guy leaves the team, I'm always going to be able to wear it to a Patriots thing. So
7: yeah, I have three jerseys, uh, Patriots jerseys still. uh, Welker, Edelman, Brady, and I feel like with Welker, that one went in the back of the closet for a while after he left. But now I feel like I would, I wouldn't wear it because I, you know, yeah, uh, I have covered the team. But like if I if I were to wear a jersey, I wouldn't. Be embarrassed to wear Welker anymore? Why would you be embarrassed? Yeah, It's awesome.
3: (laughs) If you had a like, I would wear a Hannah jersey. Oh yeah, that's good. Right? I
7: I mean, I I didn't. I only wear like I I feel weird wearing like you know like a Larry Bird jersey to a. I never saw Larry Bird play, so I I, you know I feel weird about that. But I usually I, I usually wear a Tatum jersey to Celtics games. Sometimes I'll wear the Pierce one, but yeah, usually Tatum. The truth. Yeah, Bruins McAvoy. i still have to bring i have
4: a good uh from when my dad was a reebok in the 90s a a bledsoe reversible jersey so it's got the white one on one side and the blue one on the other the old elvis that's a good one my uncle also found a curtis
3: martin one of those old ones but it's way too small for me to wear and no one wants to see that okay (laughs) nice uh let's go to uh todd north carolina on the east ticket line. what's up todd
5: well i I gotta thank evan for another good thing i like his uh, idea of picking a position you'd like to see in the off season, and somebody I think wrote the mailbag, and he said, "Yeah, he was interested in running back." And I was like, "What? Did, what would I be interested in?" And I figured that my, from my point of view, I really want to see what the D line can do. And we, I know we won't see much right away, but I'm hoping that that D line, especially in the when we get to or the preseason games, can show something—some more speed, some more activity. I really want to see where they play. So, what are you guys? Keon White's already set well, here yeah, running back. So well, that's
4: a, well, I was going to just ask you, like, I mean, because you got a lot of veterans on the defensive line. So, I mean, it's are you looking at like Barmore and Keon White? Because I mean, it's it's probably going to be a lot of Guy Godshaw and Wise. I don't even know how much they're going to play in the preseason.
5: I'm hoping that they keep Guy Godshaw and Wise out. I don't want to see them in the preseason because, well, they're veterans, and why wear them out? And I'm hoping we don't see. Teach... A lot of them, like I expect, just in rotation. I don't want to see like guy on the field for the whole game or anything weird like that. So I want to see some of the young guys and see what they do. I think I'm also including the linebackers in this too because I want to see, you know, how the line and the linebackers interact and what kind of play calling they're doing and what they're trying to set up on their defense to maybe pressure the QB and you know keep those fast little sprinty guys in check.
4: Yeah, that's a good one. I, I, I mean, I'm definitely interested in how they kind of break things up Thanks, with, the, with the safety and linebacker group this year. Um, you know, how does McCourty's absence uh, factor in? But I, I'm going to say the tight end group. I want to see what Kasicki is. And can kasiki yeah. bring something different than Jonu? I, I, I think we said before, Juju, I, I'm, I am excited to see him and, and to see some of the, you know, maybe he he raises the level of play over, over what Jacoby had. But I think Kasiki is a real wild card for this offense. And how do they use him? I mean, they – Bill O'Brien obviously has a history with him. Um, down year last year was kind of, you know, not phased out, but was just not as big a part of Mike McDaniel's offense as he was previously. So um, he's got some athleticism. And, I mean, somebody brought up him and Hunter Henry and, and Mac were at Taylor Swift. So I like that. And you know, I want to see how does that trio, especially in the red zone, they were so bad in the red zone last year, worst team in the league. So I, I think Gesicki for me and, and you know, how, how does that all come together with the tight ends?
7: Yeah. I wrote a you know wide receivers I think is obvious everybody loves watching the wide receivers especially this time of year before we get the pads on but I, I I said running back because I really want to see Pierre Strong involved like I want to see them get a guy that has some real game-breaking speed some touches I, they don't have enough of those guys it feels like over the last couple of years and they have two now with Tyquan and pierre strong and that's why they drafted those guys in that class and let's see what those guys can do in the open field let's get them into some space let's get them in some advantageous matchups or situations where they can use that speed and and see if they can make some plays
4: see and that's a guy too like pierre strong he should get plenty of action in the pre- preseason in the should, summer you know like, should he should be, the, sure be yeah show. right so it's yeah. totally interesting to see i just him.
7: don't you know i think this team sometimes they fall into those traps of going with the veteran guy and like i don't want to see james robinson more involved than pierre strong And it's no offense to james robinson i just think that pierre strong does you gotta give him a shot yeah. you know, you gotta you don't see, know what he is yet right because i mean he was a fantastic player at san diego state and uh you know you really are or uh, south dakota state i said it's you know, close. close it's close and uh you know he's a fantastic player there and a real i mean he had something crazy like double digit touchdowns over 50 yards or something like that in his last year there so uh let, let's see what he's got
3: just watching on uh, nfl network is showing a player's choice game it's jacoby myers and he chose the Monday Night Football Patriots-Jets game. Uh, what like year week was eight, this? 2020, 2020 no 20, fans 20, in the stands. Three years ago, yeah. yeah Empty his, I think stadium. it's still his
7: game high or career high in receiving yards for a single game. So I think that's why he picked this one.
3: Um, I figured he had a good game. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, uh, his favorite jersey is a light blue tie law from the 90s. Nice. Uh, and his off-season question is, if every Brady-led team was to have a tournament, which, which year would come out on top? Huh. That's a good question. I wish Paul was here to chime in yeah. on that one. I mean, 07 comes to mind first.
4: I I, I mean, how do you I, I mean, even though they didn't <laughs> win it, I think I I'd But probably, that
3: 04 team was also a really good team. Not quite you
4: know? the offensive powerhouse I felt like, but maybe a little bit more on top of their game as far as defensively. Like those guys were all yeah. still like I think by the time you got to 07, guys like Brewski, McGinnis, obviously Junior Seau came in. Uh those guys were kind of tapering off, I felt like, and that was Maybe a little bit of what the Bruins were this yeah. year, like kind of the death rattle of a really, really good group of players that you know just uh, play out of their minds and you know just didn't have quite enough gas at the end to to punch it through. But oh seven or four,
7: I think maybe fourteen lurking in there I, somewhere. I, I would say fourteen. It would be up there for me. I, I think just when you look at that roster, there are guys at the back end of that roster that couldn't even get on the field. That were... Big yeah. time NFL players because of how deep They were especially on defense you know Malcolm Butler was a afterthought on That yeah. 14 team for a right. lot of the season And then he ends up making the biggest player of the year So uh, I think that there that Team you still had you know On offense it's Gronk it's Edelman uh, You know they were Stacked was, I mean, had a they really were good a Stacked year. team in 14
3: um, <clears throat> Let's see uh, Trent writes in from Sylvan Lake just wanted to get a Pat in the back to Paul for his great work on the Pats from the Past podcast. The latest episode with Scott Pioli might be the best one yet. It was full of awesome insight into team building and specifically how Bill built the team. It was also great at showing Pioli as a person. Made him so much more likable. He came across as genuinely good guy. My opinion of him did a complete 180 after listening. Keep up the good work, uh, long ball Paul.
4: I got to listen to that one. I
3: still yeah. haven't gotten to it, but um, it's two parts. I got to throw it
4: in yeah. today. Um, I, I'm excited to hear it. Paul said they, you know, they got a lot of good stuff out of Peoli. And just Paul knows Peoli a little bit, so I think that always helps. It. Mankins, he knows Mankins a little bit. When they have that relationship, it always seems like they get good, good stuff out of the yeah. out of the guys. You yeah, know? they
3: feel more comfortable. They open up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's a good format. Um, I'm, they've done it over 40 now. And it's we'll crazy. Keep doing them, yeah. I keep. Pumping them out. Uh, Floyd in Redford, Michigan. Um, Evan, thank you for talking about the possibility, however remote, of Malik Cunningham as a quarterback. Question, why is it so important to see Mac Jones defeat Kenny Pickett? Why couldn't you take the discourse around the team if Kenny outduels Mac? What?
7: Oh, I said that on Catch-22. Oh.
3: Yeah. What what was that about?
7: I just need to see Mac beat Kenny Pickett in that Steelers-Patriots game. We were talking about the schedule. Oh. Going, it's not like the. I I don't really. It's not like I'm gonna break in, in in into tears if he doesn't. But I I just. Those are the types of quarterbacks now, Kenny Pickett's of the world that Mac Jones should be beating. Like if he's going to be your guy, then he's got to be able to beat those types of QBs. What did you for think sure. of Pickett
4: last year? I mean, like compared to, compared to Mac, uh, Max two years. I thought his like and his last
7: like month of the season was similar to his rookie Max rookie year. Uh, I just. Pickett and Mack are similar. Like I, I think that they're similar skill sets, similar uh, certainly in, in body type as well. So I, I just, I don't know. I, I got to see him out-duel some of these quarterbacks, and Kenny Pickett, we're not really asking him to out-duel Patrick Mahomes by saying that I want him to baby beat steps. Kenny Pickett. Baby so steps. We're but, taking some baby steps. But you got to figure out where Mack is. You know, I think that's yeah. all
4: just part of the pecking order, and I mean, we know... A lot of the matchups that he, he's going to be going against a team with a quarterback who's better than him, and, yeah. and we know what that entails. But those games, I, I hear what you're saying, like
7: Sam Howell, Kenny Pickett, he got, yeah. I, even Derek Carr. Like I'd like to see yeah, but him if, beat if, Derek if, if Carr.
3: If Max scores 34 points and you lose, is that match fault? Depends. No. On, it depends. Does okay. he have a chance to win the game late?
7: That is, yeah, you know, you got to win some of these games that are not 20 to 17. Like you got to be able to win. P.S. Kenny you know.
3: Pickett's game-winning touchdown throw on the road against the Ravens was Mahomes-esque. Teflon oh. Mac couldn't make that play.
1: Oh, gosh. Come
3: on. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> uh, Josh in Dallas, I'm sure you guys have seen by now um, J.C. Jackson calling the Patriots matchup a revenge game. To be honest, I'm not sure he was a big enough player for the Patriots to be saying <laughs> something like that. And he kind of chose to leave leave as opposed to being traded I recently went back and watched the KCAFC championship game and late in the game he almost cost them a few times with penalties and getting burned on third down this is my question do you think some of the former New England corners have had success because of scheme or are they just good at identifying talent looking forward to seeing what Gonzalez looks like this year
4: I think both. I think they. I think they got an eye for guys, and I think that they're able to develop them. I mean, I don't. I, I think that they get a little bit. and I mean, I don't mean this is a negative, but I just think people generally say like, well, they just develop number one corners all the time. I don't think that that's true. I think that they can develop solid cornerbacks all the time, especially in the slot where they seem, seemingly have an unending supply of guys coming through. Um, but I think Christian Gonzalez is going to. I'm, I'm optimistic that Christian Gonzalez is going to kind of change the formula a little bit and say, all right, yeah, they can take an undrafted guy like Malcolm Butler and turn him into, you know, first a Super Bowl hero and then a starting corner for a couple of years well, who
3: cashes in. But, but Gonzalez has it all. Okay, so what, is, what are the number one corners that they develop? Like truly number one corners? I mean, none. Butler. I mean, Butler's I, you know, not a number one corner. Uh, Butler, if we're, not
7: talking, if we're not counting Butler and J.C. Jackson, then really none. None.
3: None. So, like, it's kind of. They take guys who were low-drafted or not drafted, and they make them players in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I'll look, give look, them that. J.C. The, yeah. Jackson but, but was undrafted. they're not making he, I mean, them number one corners.
4: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think J.C. Jackson is probably better than, than Malcolm Butler was, but you know, J.C. Jackson is still to prove yeah. himself as a number one that's corner. That's as close as you get. The and jury's out. He's not... No. I did see those comments. I'd also just like to highlight, I I liked what Isaiah Wynn had to say. He got asked, he was totally classy about, you know, hey, I'm looking forward to playing against those guys, but they gave me my start. Like, you know, I don't know what I was expecting out of him. He he didn't really always seem to me like he wanted to be here, but – you know, he just took the high road. And I, I generally like that. Nothing against JC. It is what it is. I know that's how he is. That's just yeah. the guy that he is. He wants to compete and, you know, take things personally like I, that. I took care good, less but.
7: about what JC had to say, <laughs> to be honest with you. And I think that JC is a, a classic case of when he gets cut by the Chargers in a year, it's probably going to be back here. So <laughs> right. I, I, you know, which is fine with me. Like, I think JC Jackson was a good, a good Patriot. Was he a number one, like, Put him on Stefan Diggs we I think we learned no, no he, was a, he wasn't good but
4: play sides corner yeah there. and
7: he is a he is a good playmaker at that position though and if so, you have so, all I, this think kind so of I will say down,
3: I, so in you know to answer the question I do think that you know the the game planning and the scheming is a big part of these players success keeping yeah. them out of trouble yep. knowing their job um, putting them in positions to that, succeed, that, rather than you know have them all over the field. You know, I I like last year is an exception. You guys get hurt, and some guys had to play out of position. But for the most part, scheme is a big part of keeping these guys safe. Yeah, I and, would also
7: say game plan. Yeah, because they, uh, Jalen Mills talked about this a lot, uh, and and a bunch of them have over the years that like the Patriots, their their deep dives into these opponents when it's like third and three the Patriots know the play because they've studied them so well. They know what their tendencies are. They know the couple of plays they probably choose from in this down and distance or this situation. And he said that it's really bill. Uh, I will bill come into the room and be like, look, uh, you know, here third and six, like, If they're in this formation, like they're running this play. Like this is their bread and butter. These are their five go-to plays in third down. And that goes a long, long way of allowing these guys by process of elimination to to have a a nice anticipatory step. and, And
4: then translate that right to plays on the ball with J.C. Jackson. I mean, how many, you know, interceptions. We talked about it all the time with him that he just was usually in the right place. It wasn't that, you know, it was some crazy athletic jump through, you know, grab the ball. It was he's right with his guy he's right where he needs to be and the ball gets thrown right to him i think i mean I just think it all kind of connects together and that's again just to tie it up is why I'm so excited about Gonzalez because I feel like you know it doesn't have a ton of ball you know production on the ball that kind of thing but I just think he's a, like we call it, a raw, raw lump of clay right yeah. now yeah. with all the things you want. No, he's
3: definitely got this, the, you know, if you can put
4: the he's mind to put, the, put the everything yeah. Evan just talked their system about, is, that brain think, into him, he's going to be awesome.
7: A lot of their coverage system is actually pretty simple. Like when you talk to like high school and college coaches, they'll tell you that it's, it's really not like reinventing the wheel or anything like that. But they, they do a great, great job of allowing their corners to play to their help especially in the middle of the field and, and you know, playing off that leverage. And uh, that that's a big, big part of what they do is, all right, you have, you know, post-safety help, and then you have maybe a robber, a rat, the sticks, and that's your help defender. Maybe a linebacker is like kind of a low hole player, and you're able to really just build your entire technique off of the fact that you have uh, this support in the middle of the field, and, and it goes a long way.
4: I've, I've heard that, too, guys saying so many times. Of just I knew where my help was, and it allowed me to take a chance or to yeah. jump something. Thing because I knew I had yep. help over the top or whatever it might be, yep.
1: you know.
3: And getting back to what everyone was talking about—the game planning and the deep dive that the Patriots do on their opponent—it even like it gets down to like Bill standing up in front of the room and saying, "Okay, so and so's offensive coordinator is this guy. He started at this college. They ran this. They, you know, he learned under this guy. These are the tendencies. These are, you know, like he'll do that. He'll do deep dives on their coaches." Yeah. So, yep. like, you get an idea of, like, who you're going up against as a coach. Uh, and, you know, and then, you know, I've heard it from so many players how Bill just makes it easy, easy to understand. Yeah. You know, he's just he's a great teacher. He He's able to just get it down to this is what you need to know. Right. This is all you need to know. Yeah. You know, just do your job. I saw Mike Lombardi, I
4: think, wrote a thing today with uh, a little bit about Jim Brown and just talked about um, when Bill got to Cleveland, the importance that the history of Jim Brown and the franchise and everything. And, you know, using that, I know when they played there in Cleveland, uh, what, a couple of years ago, that they all stopped at the Jim Brown statue. Last year. They, Last they, year. They, oh, you know, they did geez. it again. Yeah. They're, all, they're all in it. But, you know, I think it's, it's just – it's not only – like the schematic parts of it you know like all right this is the offensive but just the appreciation of the history of the game and you know the trends that are that are coming and you know i just i, I hope he can get a little bit ahead
3: of the curve this year it feels like we've been a little behind it yeah um let's see sander says a uh, longtime listener from munich germany uh, i'd like to hear your thoughts on taekwon's role next season as a second round pick i believe it's time for him to step up and also, will any of you get the chance to travel to Germany with the team this season? Yeah, well, I, I, I think so. we all at least all will. two of yeah. us. Yeah. Deuce, you
4: coming? I hope so. I got there a passport. Go. I'm ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I
3: mean. We should be there in Frankfurt, though, uh, not in Munich, um, and we'll be doing the show live from a pub of choice. Nice. Do, yeah. we, do we drink in that pub of choice? <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> well, we'll see. Das boots. <laughs> it'll be a little loose. Yeah, it'll be uh,
4: six
3: in the evening there
1: it's when Europe, we do the show. It's Things are a little different there.
4: You know, we could be
3: eating dinner. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, uh, we we're looking forward to it. Uh, uh, as for Thornton,
4: um, I, you know, just get him get him out on the field. Let him, you know, I just want to see him out there consistently. And you know, he doesn't have to set anything on fire over the next few weeks with OTAs or, you know, if he had a trainix and catch down the field, great. I'm not going to be mad about it. But I just want to see him out there and in the mix and consistently working with the top offense. And if that's the case for you know pre training camp. I, th- I think he'll be in a good spot. Maybe he looks a little thicker. That'd yeah, be nice. That, that'd th- be
3: nice. I think from that one play, it was home and someone was trying to bring him down and he got hurt. Um, after that, he was just not the same. Well, it was like he was like coming in to like wham
7: yeah. block somebody. I yeah. was like, what is... Yeah, I'm really interested to see how Bill O'Brien uses him and I you know we've we've all kind of all us film junkies gone back a little bit and looked at like James Williams Will Fuller even like with the Texans and how, how he uses that kind of speed and being able to scheme him away from contact whether it's uh, bringing him in motion running him out of like a a um, you know, a stack or a bunch alignment where he's off the line of scrimmage, playing him in the slot. Like, whatever you can do to get him away from press coverage, you know, his ceiling as a player is going to come down to can he beat press coverage on the outside by himself? If he can do that, then he's going to be a, a, a thousand yard receiver and a great, great Patriot. If he can only do the things that are schemed for him, then he might not be that good, but at least he'll be somebody that they can play and rely on as a deep threat, and that's worth it as well. So uh, that's what I think the baseline to me is, is that if Bill O'Brien can figure out ways to just basically create foot races for him, so it's not about, oh, I had to take my 180-pound soaking wet and run through this physical corner, and maybe it's something that gives him a little bit of a head start. uh, How do do you do that?
3: How do you give Taequann space so that it is just a foot race, and then also make it so that Mac has the time to get him, yeah, I ball, mean there's a couple you
7: know? there's a bunch of different ways, but I think the the two most common that you see are either motion, like Tyree kill they use motion, they just bring him across the formation, and then he comes out the other side, running a route, so he's not getting the ball in like a jet sweep, right he's running that motion, but then he's continuing up the field on the route that that's like the Tyree kill uh. Mike McDaniel little thing that they do that that really got hot all over the place last year. Once they started doing that in Miami, really, in week one against the Patriots, it, it became contagious. The entire league started putting that in and then the uh, the other thing is is with with stacks and with bunches so you put a guy you know you put a point man in a stack it's a two-man stack and you put Devonte parker in front of him and then you put Tyquan behind Devonte parker and it creates that natural rub that you can't get hands on him right away because Devonte parker is, is standing in your way so i think that those are the ways that you can go about doing it you know i'm sure there's a million other ways that they know that i don't but like those are the the simple ways about doing it and that's what you see a lot with a lot of other just straight line fast guys you know I think Hill's kind of his own thing but even uh, somebody like a Jamison Williams at Alabama they'd play him in the slot they play him out wide they play him in motion they play him in bunch formations and stacks so uh, just moving them around getting them away from contact I think it it can help you no matter what like even if he's just taking the top off and it's drawing coverage down the field to open up space for other people maybe the stats won't necessarily be there but the impact like when you watch the the old all 22 and i pull that up and i can see okay you know two guys have to go with taekwon because the safety over the top has to run with him otherwise he's gonna be open and you know those are the types of things that open it up
3: uh let's see billy writes in is, this, is that his name um I guess so. Uh, he says he was an original subscriber to PFW back in 1995. That's right. Lived in Jersey at the time. Also, seasoned ticket holder with a couple of Southie friends during the 87 to 93 years. Oof. A Badge of honor years. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're talking about that when I saw Rolling Stones and Van Halen. Uh-huh. Henry Paul, I guess, was the band that opened. He said they were the leader of the Outlaw, so they played a bunch of Outlaw songs. Saw them open for sticks. In 1980 at Rutgers Athletic Center, I thought they were better than Sticks. Uh, not super optimistic on this season. Six and eleven is my prediction. My favorite of those season tickets. Okay, then he goes back to the season tickets. I thought he was going to talk about this year's team. Six and eleven. Yeah. Yikes. Um, but he, I guess he had a lot of good times back then, according to this email. <laughs> Moonshine clam bakes. Oh, for the, for the Patriots tailgate. Oh yeah, back so, the, back then.
7: Yep. Some of the tailgates are pretty crazy. Like you walk through the parking lot on a game day and into the stadium and you're like, "Wow, you guys really went, you know, got smokers out oh, there yeah. or like I, whatever."
4: I tell you, like when I was, you know, in California, if I'd fly back once a year for a game, like beef but I had as much as much about the tailgate oh, yeah. and like the pre and you know, in the game it's like you're tense, and you know you don't really enjoy it all that much until it's over. But I don't know; it's just that—that that was what I, I think I miss most about it all. Is yeah. like we obviously get our but football. I I, I
3: still I don't understand the people who just get so blackout drunk. Oh, I don't know don't even remember the game. No, that's no.
4: ridiculous. That was me in 2014 in San Diego, and there were two <laughs> guys sitting next to me. And I swear to God, it's fourth quarter, good game. I mean, that was a great game for the Patriots. And they are just still loading up. I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't. You, there's a game going on. That you wouldn't even know I don't know if they would have remembered it, but no. I was always like, get after it at the tailgate and then get into the stadium
7: and let it ride and yeah. you just watch the game. You know, 20, like that's. Twenty the thirteen into, like, against Denver, the comeback here. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was my twenty-first birthday. Oh. <laughs> And uh, my my uncle is the one that always took me to Patriots games. This whole group has season tickets. And uh, they have one friend, and it's like, you know, you don't go drink for drink with this one friend because the guy's a tank, right? And I, here I was, like, coming back from college for Christmas break, and I, I thought that I was, you know, tough, too many Irish car bombs. Oh. That, and, and I, I don't I, – There was I, no comeback as far as you know. They, I, they I remember, <laughs> like, bits and pieces, but I think it's more because I've seen the game, like, on you know, highlights and stuff since and it was me actually remembering that in the moment and that that was pretty much like the last time I was a fan like that was like yeah. one of the last times that I because you know I went right into reporting on, on football after that so that was one of the last times that I was like a true fan
3: yeah I don't know if I once I I'm done here if I'll go to football games I'm not <laughs> sure
1: small yeah. time maybe yeah I,
7: I think the it would theory. it would be fun to go to a Patriots game and and tailgate and like do the the whole cuz I I grew up doing that. So yeah, it yeah. would that would be fun to be able to do that again. Not have to write something about the game.
3: <laughs> <Right>. well, I, <laughs> I mean I, I I don't know if I told you Evan, but I used to have season tickets at you know end of 80s early 90s and we had four tickets for five of us. Yeah. And the team got so bad that we would argue each week whose turn it was not to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no no no, I went
3: last week. Yeah, I don't I don't need to go. You know that it was, was never a problem in my was life. here
4: or that, like Jets or something. No, the it was Patriots. here. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: I was, you know, I was at that preseason game mm-hmm. where Tippett got hurt, er, LePet got hurt, Garen Varis got hurt. They carried them all off the field, and I think they won one game that year. It was just I awful. Remember those ones? You know, I
4: was I that video I did in high school though, which was the '91 Patriots. We shot a video at the tailgate, but it's the same thing. There's a there's bands there's just people having a great time and this was like a one or two win season it didn't
7: really matter and now
4: it's like you have expectations yeah back in the
7: day too you know uh, my uncle is older now so they don't quite do it as as but one o'clock kickoff, we were there 8, 8.30, like, you know, right. and we'd have breakfast and lunch. Like, they would make, like, you know, breakfast sandwiches on the grill, and then we'd oh, fire up okay, the Okay, now it's lunchtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah fire up the grill a couple hours it's, later, right before we went into the stadium and have, you know, burgers and dogs. I and wonder like how
3: um, the Bills' new stadium will affect their tailgating. Oof. You know, they're building it in the same property uh-huh. as, you know, yeah. I wonder if, like— You know, the prices will go up, and it'll refine it. I don't know.
4: I don't know. Uh, Hopefully, they'll still have room for tables to light on fire and Uh, and jump through. Yeah. (laughs) It's similar, I feel this way, though, about the old draft, too. Like, the old draft I used to love. Like, the weekend, Saturday, all day, Sunday, all day. Same thing, breakfast, lunch, dinner, sitting in front of the TV watching the draft all day. It's awesome.
7: It was. It's oh, all
4: different now. I mix I miss Rex Burkhead. <laughs> it's so funny when games are going on like during the show and you're like, oh my God. That could be
7: we're... a little James Robinson
1: y. Yeah. He always just
4: him. ran like he was shot
3: out of a cannon.
4: Like he, he just had it just he no fear. Like just boom. Yep.
3: Uh Claire writes in, <laughs> Hello everyone. Oh, hello, hello Maureen. Hello, Claire. Um hello. hope all is good with you guys. Hey, I was just curious if you yeah. think that Johnny Lumpkin works out. There's a good chance they release Scotty Washington. Oh. Do you believe they made any <laughs> tight ends uh, ha- have any tight ends in during that player carousel that they have Claire... a training camp? So Scotty tight Washington end, deep dive. Scotty yeah. Washington was was on the practice squad last year, so
7: he he wasn't on the fifty three. But uh, Lumpkin's got his work cut l- out I, I I don't I don't mind a l- Lumpkin. Like a I don't blocking, mind Blocking guy, somebody that can actually block. Is 200- he the, is he the best blocking tight end on the roster? Maybe. Body type wise, yeah, like I, I, you know, we'll see what his technique looks like. Uh, but two hundred sixty-five pounds. Uh, I, I made the comparison to, um, uh, of course, now I'm, I'm blanking on the name, uh, the guy from Alabama, Michael Williams. You know, he's he's built exactly like Michael Williams, uh, 6'6", 6'7", 265. basically like a slim down tackle. Hey, he can't catch the ball. Well, he can catch it, but he's not going to be a, an impact player in the passing game at all. But look, when it's third and one, and you need a yard, and you're gonna, you want to try to to run it down somebody's throat. Is is Mike Kosicki gonna blow somebody no. off the ball? Probably not. But Lumpkin is Johnny Lumpkin. Might <laughs> there you go? That can't be a real name. Yeah, I could see him making it. I could.
4: Hey, if you have a certain set of skills. I think it's
7: maybe more like a a little Jordan situation where he's on the practice squad and he's a game day elevation in, like, certain packages, game Uh, plan packages. We're bringing it all back around. But (laughs) I I, I think he's got a chance. I do.
3: We'll see. Uh, Brian in Rhode Island. uh, Quick over-under game for the 2023 season. Oh, boy. Christian Gonzalez interceptions. Two and a hay. I'm going to say over but
4: I don't think he's a bit I don't know I, I have under. to see it. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't blame Evan for going under. I think that's uh you know, that's a lot to ask of him. Especially like who's he going to be going up against? I mean people will be throwing at him probably, so maybe he'll have a chance but uh.
7: He could have a more than I anticipate. I might say like that. three or four, I, I but I don't think I don't
4: think more than five. I would be surprised. Yeah,
7: he just strikes me—he's a shadow corner. Like he's a guy right. that's just going to take his guy out. Like you're not going to throw yeah, right. in his direction.
3: That's that's the hope. Yeah, Mac Jones touchdowns twenty-two in a hay. Better be over. Oh, I oh, hope so so it's over. Kevin's it. yeah. got him at thirty. I think. <laughs> yeah, well, but no PFF <laughs> has at thirty. Right, no, right, But, right, but right. thirty in today's game—that's not like huge. No, like I would. I, I hope he gets thirty. I mean, that's you know. I don't want to say that that's like the bar of where
7: I he. I don't know he, if, he but... gets, if he gets thirty, then we're talking about him getting forty in terms of the contract. <laughs> like next year, like you know, thirty is a lot of touchdowns yeah. for a guy that went from what was he in the teens, like twelve or something like that last year. That's that's a big big uptick.
3: Uh, Stevenson catches.
1: Uh,
7: 40 and a hay. Under. I'm going to
4: go under with Evan on that one. I, I think – I mean, I just – I hope that they, they break it up a little bit and, and take some off his plate. Don't, don't – I mean, I'm, it's great. He's a threat to catch the ball, but I don't need him to be – Who has more guy. of yeah.
3: a chance of making an impact here this year? Montgomery or Robinson? Uh, I'll just say Montgomery because he was here. Ivan Fears was really
7: bullish on Ty Montgomery on uh, the Six Rings podcast. He he said that that's the third down back. Like if he's healthy and he's and he's you know in good shape and everything, that he was the guy last summer that they they had big plans. I think for him until he I got believe. hurt early in the year, and uh, I I would think that'd be great for Ramondre. Like I yep. I think it really started to show in the last half of the season how dependent the offense was on Ramondre making something happen and and i think that'd be huge
3: yep yep uh and finally thornton catches 50 and a hay 50
4: under Uh, under but i mean i i think i'd be i'd be thrilled if he got like 40 i mean if he gets like (laughs)
7: 35 at like 18 yards per catch then i think that that's that's enough to say that he's a threat in that that deep You know, role. do that
4: with him and then Juju. I think Juju would be the volume guy. Yeah. You know, I think that that's the one that's you yeah, know. Juju 80, might 90. catch
11: a hundred if he's yeah. healthy.
3: All right, and I'll throw one in here. Celtics points tonight. <laughs> don't let them win tonight. Over under, one seventeen.
1: Don't oh, let them win.
7: I'm
4: gonna win go tonight. under on that one, Fred, with my Celtics savvy. Yeah. Don't
7: don't let them win tonight. That's what they're all saying. What?
3: And, and don't let them win tonight, and then they're going to do something that no one in the NBA has ever done before. So we were talking—was we ta- this on the air or off the air? We were right. talking and about the 0-4 Sox? But
7: yeah. I, so the thing is, is like Kevin Millar said, don't let us win tonight because tomorrow night we have Pedro going, and then the next night we have Schilling going. So the Red Sox knew that they had the pitching advantage if they had just—they just had to win game four. And then they could have the the Celtics don't have a pitching advantage equivalent because they can't they don't even have a home, home right court they don't advantage. even have
3: home court so that's what I was saying like if we win this game <laughs> then we're going to use Robert Williams correctly for the rest of the series but if they
7: win tonight in all seriousness and they re- home court mattered like they weren't four and five at the garden, they actually won home court. Then they would be going back to game six against Miami. And then at that point, the pressure's on the heat and you ne- you you do never know. And then game seven would be back here, yeah.
3: but the, the home court doesn't matter. So winning tonight really doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah. I mean, the fact that the Celtics are down three Oh, and the Lakers got swept tells you the NBA ain't fixed. You know, because it was fixed, yeah. it would be Celtics Lakers. Yeah. You well, know, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. there, there's
7: a you know a little bit of that going on, obviously with the NHL too, like the pan. It's probably going to be Panthers Vegas, right? And it's just not, you know, it's not an original six matchup. Or it's no Connor McDavid. Like it's just really not a matchup. That- and both teams play great hockey. Yeah. Like they play, they're great teams, and and they play the the sport the right way. But this is going to be one of the least watched.
3: Stanley Cup and NBA Finals. Let's go, Red time. Sox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get him back home. Um, let's see. Aaron is in Nashville. Any plans to go live full-time video on YouTube instead of just Thursdays? I like being able to watch, and can, I, I can pause and go back in the stream if I need to for any reason. Yeah. Uh, I, I, there are talks about it. Yeah. It's just a b- matter of manpower. Uh, but I think if we can get the crew together, uh, mm. we might go full time video for all three shows during yeah. season. Yeah, three shows all the time video. Yeah, just make the commitment.
7: The people
4: have spoken;
3: they want more. uh
4: they do of like our faces. Yeah, I guess <laughs> <laughs> our
7: uh, our roster watch video. I keep I keep looking; it's up to 11k now. Thank you I mean, for everybody yeah. for watching that. But cutting edge stuff. That's what us. we're talking about. That's
3: right. Yeah, but we need over 100k. That's 100. what we're looking for.
7: Yeah, that's Dallas Cowboys numbers, right yeah. there. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, we should be able to do that, I think. Yeah. Dak pissed in a yeah. porter potty, 100K.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, whatever they do turns to gold. Yeah. It's It's unbelievable. I don't get it. Cowboys fans are easy, easy sell, I think. Yeah. Our
4: fans are a little more discerning. We got to you know,
3: speaking sell. of yeah. like making money, just the Cowboys. And that's why, you know, Jerry Jones, like he comes from oil. You know, that's where he comes from. So, yeah. but like, it's every last dollar for him, too. I mean, you know, uh, it's it, just, it's just never enough. And so, like, he's this big proponent for the Thursday game and the flexing and all that stuff. And I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. He's man. such a heavyweight. I mean, I, I can't believe what you said about him having a piece of the concessions. At,
4: yeah. For the Raiders. Oh, I he mean, also he, he
3: owns the concessions of the Yankees. Yeah. Yankee Stadium. <laughs> he owns Legends, which is a wow. concession company. Wow.
4: Yeah. Well, he's doing it right. I mean, it's funny because, in some ways, I feel like as a you know a football player, I would, I don't want to say, impressed. Like, it's just a guy who was like, made a lot of money outside of football and you know he's, he loves football but i don't know there's something about that for me as somebody who's like wow this guy is successful he's really made it work in this world and then you know the, like you said with the davis it's like well they own the team but what have they done like right. they, you know i don't well, know what has the
7: cowboys ball. done lately and, uh, be right yeah. when, when a super not, bowl not a play, of this century okay.
3: <laughs> well okay um we're gonna wrap up a little early today okay yeah you know i think um it's time to go it's a slow time uh, of the year. I hope people catch up with the uh, part of the show that we were off air afterwards. Perhaps on one question, just to
4: bring up before you wrap up, is just Thursday. We don't know what time practice is going to be. Per, I, I think maybe in the morning, so I don't know if that might affect the show time or anything. If we'll
7: well
3: practice in the morning, that's perfect. Yeah, so we'll then you come, come off on. the field and
4: we talk about. Yeah, it. I come,
7: think the and, practice is uh, tentatively eleven thirty. Oh, starting at eleven thirty. That's what Stacy said. Okay, so then maybe
3: weekend. we'll move the show till at, you know to two o'clock, and then everything will domino effect yeah you know because there's no sense doing a show while they're practicing now we gotta be out there yeah because we gotta be out there all right but we'll uh we'll give you an update stay tuned to patriots.com and social We'll, we'll let you know what's going on when we know what's going on uh until then thanks for listening we will talk to you on thursday
0: thank you for downloading this podcast subscribe on apple google play and everywhere else you listen